everybody, and welcome to episode 486 of Video Game Apocalypse. I'm your host, Michael Raparas, coming to you from the Austin Cook Memorial Studio. If you want it to be the U Memorial Studio, go to patreon.com slash laser time and join us at the $20 level. Who's joining me now? Uh, can't think of anything funny. Chris Antista. Jesus. And... Blah, 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 Matthew. All right. Um, It's just us for the first half, and the second half, Matt will rotate out and be replaced by T.L. Foster. Yes, I will be in the Germany. Yes, so yeah, we're recording these segments days apart, so, you know, we won't be able to talk yet about the the catalyst for this week's top five, which is, of course, Saints Row. There's a new Saints Row out! I, after so years weird. after that, we we all wrote off that series, and it came back as Agents of Mayhem, and no one noticed. I I know it didn't come out of nowhere because mm-hmm. I, I remember it being announced, but I feel like people have been avoiding talking about it because they're scared. They're cautiously optimistic, and they don't yes. want to jinx it. Mm-hmm. Like after the last one, Agents of Mayhem, it, it feels like people are like, "Hey, there's a new there's a new Saints Row coming. Don't." fucking jinx it don't say anything just let it come out it's, we're gonna see how it happens Forgot, yeah. and fingers crossed I didn't, fingers I didn't even crossed. connect the two agents of mayhem is kind of the end of whatever the last saints row was i guess yeah. isn't it well it's supposed to be in the uh the rebooted world after the end of saints or after the end of get out of hell i think earth gets recreated and uh that's that's one of the possible endings and so it's like saying okay this is in the recreated earth Okay. Yeah. Agents of Mayhem happens, but yeah, nobody yeah. nobody paid attention to that. And it's right. sadly. Was sort of like uh why reboot it? And then I remember playing it like, oh that's why. There's mm. there's not really many places to <laughs> it go. Got yeah. ridiculous. Super <laughs> yeah. ridiculous, super fast. Uh, uh you know, on purpose, like uh, it, it, it got crazy as course correction, I mm-hmm. think. Yeah. I, I yeah, I couldn't I was trying to remember when. I know two was a little started to be sillier. Was I mean, it, was we'll, it three, get into, we'll get into we'll get into that specifically. Okay, okay. Uh, okay. we we will get very deep into the weeds on Saints Row. I'm sure. Okay, okay. Uh, but yeah, we we've got a bunch of stuff to talk about this week. Again, it's a little weird because of the the staggered schedule. We have not had a chance as of this recording to play all the games yet, etc. But we will. Well, and in, I think the the other. Beat of weirdness, we have to admit, Michael. Mm-hmm. I think both of us were able to play Saints Row several times throughout the franchise's entire history until yes. this one. Mm. I, I, this is the first time I have not, since the first Saints Row, that I have not previewed a Saints Row of some kind before it came out. I always got to touch Saints That's Row. That's a good point. That's crazy. Oh, I think yeah. we both did. Mm-hmm. And this one yeah. I've been pay- actually been paying as little attention as possible because, like, I want to come at it fresh. I think I, that's w- why it seems sudden and like, where's this coming from? Like, it hasn't been a part. It's the first time the Saints Row game hasn't been a part of our job. Yeah, that's true. Our, our day job. <laughs> well, yeah. Nobody, nobody's sending us early code for this show. I mean, come on. I, yeah, my copy of Saints Row Four on on Steam is still the review edition. Wow. Yeah. But man, that that was a great series, but. Um, yeah, so so it was our inspiration this week was to look at series that started out as something relatively serious, maybe a bit jokey, and just by by the end they were just complete full bore ridiculous. 
just had devolved into self-parody for for better or worse. And uh, yeah, let's let's just dig right into these this top five with number five. Start with the obvious one. All right, you should be seeing a visual representation of the Decker Usenet now. A toilet? Really? Oops, sorry about that. Let me load up another. I can't be taking care of business if I'm made of porcelain. I haven't finished your avatar yet. That one's just temporary. <sighs> Could I at least get some arms? Just start moving through the data. I'll sort it out soon. Yeah, so... Saints Row, obviously. <laughs> yep, yep. You play as a toilet in, in Saints Row the Third. <laughs> Uh, so as as you were starting, you ain't killed just there. Well, by God, you you play us a toy. That was sort of an imitation of when on our old show, Talk Radar, when Shane Patterson was making fun of the Saints Row Two trailer, where it's like you can totally spray poop out of a cannon, uh, <laughs> which you could. That was an yes. embarrassing trailer. But, uh, <laughs> well, it was it was all about like look at all the crazy shit you can do. And yet the game still took itself relatively seriously. So Saints Row started in 2006, kind of uh, filling the the gap on what was then next gen, the Xbox 360, of like, we don't have a GTA yet. There's right. a huge hunger for it. Right. So it, it kind of started as a straight-faced, a mostly straight-faced attempt to yeah. be a GTA-like. And it was, you know, kind of jokey, but... It was jokey in the same way that GTA was, more a little bit like, it's tongue-in-cheek, there's a restaurant called Freckle Bitches, but for the most part, <laughs> the, the characters and setting are, you know, take this seriously. And by the way, content warning, Keith David's about to say the N-word. He's black, it's a Every motherfucker here knows what we need to do. Now those bitches be riding around here thinking they own these streets. I don't care what flags they flying, Rollers, Carnales, Vice Kings, no one's making this nigga scared to walk the road. We about to lock this shit down right now. All right, yeah! Yeah! Fuck yeah! Who the fuck's this guy? Troy and I found him. We're gonna see if he'll ride with us. Julius V wants to run with the Saints. He gotta be canonized. Hey, he's right, Julius. Everyone had to do it. You ready for this, player? Little brother here! Oh, yeah! Yeah! Yeah, after Julius and Troy of the Third Street Saints save you early on from getting killed by some rival gang members, you get jumped in. And it's all, you know, super serious. And Julius always refers to you as player. I kind of like that. <laughs> it's a little, oh, right, a little bit of a non fourth wall break. But and I, I just, oh yeah, I didn't even. Mm-hmm. Well, it, well, it just yeah. it doesn't matter yeah. who, what kind of character you build that way. Yeah, yeah, you, and yeah. and your character is mostly mute in that first game. I think you have like a couple of lines, so it's always like a whoa moment when you speak. And I but, made a reference at a get together that only one person got, and I just wanted to plug it here. It's that clip of Keith David from Community where he's like, ah, oh, the 90s, I became addicted to encouraging white people. And he was having a relapse. <laughs> like, there's Dan, the man. He knows when he wants another meatball. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> <laughs> encouraging white people. <laughs> it's a clip yeah. you can find on YouTube. <laughs> I, you know, the only thing I really remember about Saints Row 1, I hate to say, despite Keith David's admirable performance there, is I just thought that first game was super cringe. Most of the time, like it was like it wasn't taking itself ser- too seriously. But when it was, I'm like, this is this is not how gangs yeah. behave whatsoever. Well, this, <laughs> like, it felt a lot of the time like a bunch of suburban Midwestern kids yeah. who yeah. grew up on hip hop and games like GTA 
were trying to create an authentic gangsta experience. Yes, and and it was yeah, it was it was kind of cringe. Set it set it in like yes. Milwaukee, basically. Yeah, <laughs> basically. Uh, and, and yeah, like Michael said, it was. Um, I think the biggest generational step, other than sixteen bit to PlayStation, uh, was PS two to three three sixty, and it, they re released those GTA games, but they looked like dog shit. On mm. an HD system, and it took, it felt like it took forever for a rock, like three years before a GTA uh, came out, wasn't it? It was, yeah, it, it was four. 2008, so, you know, mm. three years after the release of the 360. Yeah. An HD. Two years so, after Saints Row. So there were three years, because I think Saints Row came out on other systems too. It was just like the, th- oh shit, this 360 version is HD in widescreen, as mm. is as some of our new televisions. I, I think I upgraded my television for GTA. If I'm being honest, mm. uh, I think I did it for Dead Rising because I could not read that font. <laughs> oh, oh wow, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but so Saints Row Two came out, and and it felt like I remember writing like a thing for Games Radar about like this is is like the antidote to GTA Four because GTA Four yes. is a great game, but it is super fucking grim. And if you're going from like San Andreas to GTA Four, it's it's kind of jarring. Yes. And yep. like there's there's not a lot of as much levity here. I, I've never and, seen anything that brilliant of a company to do. It was a volition. Mm-hmm. Everybody when the when they announced the new GTA, the, the trailers were always kind of cryptic and not really telling you what's going on. You're introduced yep. to Nico and Liberty City. But every I think everybody was expecting you know, at the end of <laughs> San Andreas, you're a guy you're a fat guy with an afro and a jetpack flying shooting people over <laughs> Las Vegas. And everybody assumed, well, we'd be doing more of that, won't we? And the answer was no. No, it is a a grim and brown story uh, about an immigrant experience in New York. And Saints Row is like, well, fuck that. We'll make the follow-up to San Andreas. We'll give you the jetpacks and the stupid clothing. Yeah. Yeah. And and we'll give you again the the sewage truck that you can spray sewage all over everything with, and you can hijack planes and do barnstormer missions. But the the tone of the game was still relatively serious. Now I ain't gonna lie, a lot of shits changed since I've been out of the game, so I'm gonna need some help. Pierce, you on the Ronin? I want to know who's calling the shots and what businesses they running. Done. Shondi, you got the sons of Samdi. It's gotta be them. Fuck you say. It's cool. I I got this. Carlos. The Brotherhood. I'm on it. Aight. Once we're done here, talk to one of these guys. I have something for you to do. It's our time now. Let's get this shit started. Yeah. And it it let you do really cool things that even later games didn't let you do. Like, uh, one of my favorite things was that you could just pull up fucking newspaper vending machines and use them as weapons. You could grab parking meters off the street mm-hmm. and swing them around. Like that was that was really neat. That was like bringing a Dead Rising sensibility to um, to a, a GTA yeah, game. Yeah, because again, GTA Four I feel like was the only time a new GTA game had kind of less features than the previous one. Yeah, because mm. yes, it. it you're right. No, no, because because San Andreas, like you said, is like jetpack. Or your guy was fat. Mine was super yoked, right? Because it had the body <laughs> yeah, modification yeah. <laughs> systems and stuff. And it's like, but yeah, then four kind of toned it down because because like you said, they were going for a more realistic thing. I I got to give Saints Row credit just because like 
we have to remember the the environment at the time. There were so many GTA clones because of that vacuum that they'd sort of left for a few years before they came out with four of like, mm-hmm. you know, I worked on one of them. I was working on Scarface, right? There was the Crackdown games. There was the Saints Row games. There was True Crime Streets of L.A. and, and, and the follow-up and Sleeping Dogs. And yeah, yeah, life. there was so, so many. Juiced? And yet, Juiced one? <laughs> <laughs> Not really, but I, I remember it. Was that the one with, like, the super misogynistic commercial with, like, oh, this guy discovers his PS2 controller lets him give a, a woman in real life bigger tits? You will have to be more specific. Uh, <laughs> it was it was the 2000s there. Mm, that's right. just true. But, yeah, Saints Row somehow managed to stay on, carve out their own identity out of all of those. And, yeah. and it sort of did. We, we were talking before the show. One of my ideas was, like, you know, we could do silly, but we could also do, like, so many GTA clones felt to differentiate differentiate themselves they had to kind of become open world superhero simulators right mm. and and in a way if you think about saints row they actually did the sort of the same yeah. thing you talk about yes. like pulling pulling up like parking meters and shit like they never well by four you were like sort of explicitly this superhero but and uh, the, yeah and the president you were the king of yes, the fucking yes, world. Yeah. You were like <laughs> yes. the president of the world. And yes. a superhero, although you were only a superhero in the Matrix. I, yes. I, lo- I love that conceit. But yeah, like th- by the time Saints Row the Third rolled around, they just they did a really good job of carving out their own niche and just said, fuck it, we are a parody game now. And not only that, we are cranking everything up to 11. Uh, you can call in missile strikes on rival gangs if you want. You can fly around in a fucking next-gen fighter jet if you want. And uh, not only that, but at the start of the game, your entire gang are local celebrities to the point where the cops are demanding your autograph. Make this easy on the squad for once. Please autograph and then put down your gun. The hell are we still here? It's all not responding. Then get it fixed. I'll hold off the cops. You can't kill them all. Appreciate that kind of negativity. Turn yourself in. My son wants to meet Shawnee. I I remember being shocked because like um they had announced the game and I'm not sure the messaging was clear and I remember nobody was excited about the third and then it was a mm. kind of a rare thing for people to walk out of a preview I'm like no this is really worth paying attention to it is yeah it is a course change yeah. it is ridiculous and I won't say who said it. But it's just like it was almost the headline, like of a preview or review. Full, <laughs> the thing Robert Downey Jr. told Ben Stiller to never do in uh, Tropic Thunder. Full R, full R word. <laughs> so, oh, right, yeah, it's what Saints Row Three is. Yeah, and I'm like, yeah, that that accurately describes what's happening here. Just uh, you know, in a term we don't really use anymore. But uh, goes full ribald. I got yeah. you. Yeah. I'm following. It wasn't you. anyone on this show that suggested. No, 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 <laughs> I'll just no. say that. No, no, no but, I mean, um, whatever. Like it wasn't even acceptable. Yeah. It was just like you instantly understood what that meant uh, at a time when mm-hmm. you could still yes. say that even in polite company. Mm-hmm. It, yeah. I shouldn't even have said that. Um, but Meh. I got most excited about Saints Row at the third game, and yeah. I thought that was yeah. weird. Third was game. that still THQ? Because I feel like Saints was. Row was a crown jewel. Yeah. I think, THQ I think for, Deep Silver for took while, over right? with like a four and the remasters of and and, and then yeah the uh, Agents yeah. of Mayhem that was Deep Silver yeah because yeah. yeah. And uh, yeah, four just got full ridiculous. Like again, you are a superhero in the Matrix, and you have among other armaments a dubstep gun. I've got a new track for you to try. A new track. I'm uploading it now. Give it a shot. 
Whoa, check you out, DJ Miller. Is anyone counting these kills? I love the dubstep gun. I love that it had variable tracks that you could use with it. And I, I got, I had the like collector's edition that comes with like a little mini replica of the dubstep gun that actually plays the music. And I thought that was going to be so cool. And then I, in reality, I absolutely hated it because it's like, it's super loud. There's no way to adjust the volume and there's no way to stop it once it starts. (laughs) (laughs) Like it will, it will play through its whole loop. And then, you know, you have to wait for it to finish. Much like actual dubstep. Yeah. It's it's kind of like if if you had this as a magnet at Office Max, it would be the bane of everyone who works there. Mm. <laughs> One of those mm-hmm. things that you you walk up and hit and it plays a noise, whatever. Um, Saints Row Four also gave us a lot more. Um, Saints Row Three and Four actually gave us a lot more uh, sing along sequences where you're in your car and you'll just start singing along with the music, usually with whoever's riding along with you. And there's one in particular that still stands out as very, very memorable. Oh, baby, you! Come on, man! You got what I need, yeah! But you say he's just a friend But you say he's just a friend Oh, baby, you! You got what I need what the fuck is that? And you How say is he he's just a friend. What is that? Fuck, man. You say he's just a friend. You, you got what I need. And you say he's just a friend. And you say he's just a friend. Hell no. Zinyak fucked up Bismarck Key. Man, I can't wait to kill that bitch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that song is supposedly... Sung poorly. It's it sounds yeah, more painful. I'm such that, that asshole that will like take a song like that and then just go full yeah. opera and people yeah. be like throw a bunch of song. stupid I, I, American Idol vibrato in a classic. Leave it alone. <laughs> I just I love Zinyak, the villain in Saints Row Four. This huge alien overlord who speaks like a cultured stereotype and talks about opera and and Jane Austen and but love Bismarck. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Who doesn't? Rest mm-hmm. in peace. And continually just taunts you. Great, great villain. Great villain. Uh, great series. Yeah, I'm and I gotta super say, excited. I'm not, I am not, I don't think people would consider me a prude, but mm-hmm. Saints Row 4 <laughs> was a little hard for me to sink my teeth into because it was so silly. That it was yeah. like stakesless. It didn't feel like, like anything was on the line. I, Everything was so silly. I get what you mean. For me, it was just more like... Three had already sort of been most places. Four had gone, and so you're like, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. four felt superfluous. Well, f- at some four point. felt like we're going to take all the assets and the same map from three, yeah. and just reimagine this as Crackdown. Yes, yes. In between the superhero open world, we're going to have these segments where you're thrown into other simulations where you lose your superpowers, and it almost—I'm not going to say it feels like a bunch of mini games, but it does feel like just a bunch of smaller, self-contained levels. Like here's a side-scrolling brawler yeah. level. Here's yeah. here's a level where you're in like the 1950s Leave It to Beaver fantasy. And I, I do have to give it credit though. The game starts with a sequence featuring the best song from one of the best movies ever created. The Aerosmith, don't want to close my eyes song oh, yeah, from yeah, Armageddon yeah, yeah. when you're riding the rock. That's true. And that's how you get elected president. You save the world in an anti-terrorist operation. Run by, I think, the villain of the, the previous game. 
And and then yeah, you're elected president. Aliens invade. World blows up. Hooray! It's a fun. It's a fun uh, sequel and a, an interesting I mean place that. to end that series. And by the way, I meant that sincerely. Armageddon's a great movie. Yeah, I will challenge I, anyone. It is I had a so fucking fun. Blast with it. It, it, is, it is so fun. I remember hating it and thinking it was dumb when I saw it in the theater, yes. and then I watched it for 30, 20, 10, 20 years later. I'm like, this is fucking rad. Okay. This is, you, this you is got amazing. you got Michael Clark Duncan. Being the most Michael Clark Duncan you can get, Steve Buscemi, it's Shimmy. fucking great. It's so good. Yeah, yeah. I had a great time. It. it deserves a Criterion DVD, which it has. <laughs> it, it is. Right? It, it is. Yes. We told, it was one of the first. My buddy had that DVD in college. We watched the Criterion wow. version of that it was, shit. It was surprising. Damn. <laughs> it's it's the power of uh, what's his name, the director, uh, the Transformers the guy, hmm. Michael Bay. Yeah. Um, and we are we're beginning with uh, Saints Row at number five because that's the expected entry. We like to surprise yeah. a little bit with these right. sometimes, yeah. uh, but you know, I obviously, want to not say Saints Row for the for like a fucking hour. Yeah, yeah. We would have had to like talk about you know keep the game the new game under wraps, and that's yeah. not going to fool anybody. Come on. So uh, if you disagree with our numbering here, just imagine it's at number one because we do love Saints Row. I know we go back to the Saints Row well a lot for top fives, but uh, that's because it's just so endearing. If if anyone places any stock in our ordering, like the numbering on this show, like <laughs> it's really just more what order will be interesting. Yeah, we don't. No, yeah, don't no, no, do that. Definitive. I think about this a lot. I it's definitive and worth but, arguing over. Lose a yeah. friend well, mm-hmm. over. Yeah, <laughs> I hate to say, it, but we we think more about the flow of game, going from game to game. Like we're not. It's not definitive top five yeah, people. I'm I, sorry. I'm I would sorry say that Matt's wrong. That's important. But um, everyone should argue over what we say because yes, yes. <laughs> go out and argue. We'll never, we'll never talk about these things again either. Yes. This yeah. is just where they lie. Punch a friend in the face over it in Minecraft uh, uh, <laughs> or in Saints Row coming to consoles this week. By the time you hear this, it will have been out for several days and we'll all know whether we like it or not. But anyway, let's move along to number four. Well, uh, you happen to know where a stolen trailer home might be around here? You see, I misplaced it earlier this week, and the whole mess has just been the darndest thing. You seek the truth. I suppose you can call it that. Then you shall receive the truth, but only after you have performed my remaining tasks, for you have served me well so far. Uh, Any guesses what this is? It used to be a mass murder simulator, and now it's largely about white trash job simulation that escalates... Over is this the course postal? of the game. This is Postal. That is a oh clip from gosh. Postal 4, No Regerts. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's the funniest part of that game. Yeah. Like, uh, these games are still, like, I know it's a loaded term to say murder simulator, but, like, I don't know what else to call it when it's like, yeah, it's an open world game with very mundane tasks. And in between, if you want, you can kill everyone you see on the street in very creative ways. Yeah. You know, knock their head off with a shovel, douse them in gasoline and set them on fire. Piss in their face. Yeah, you could piss on Gary Coleman. Yeah, that that part was always fun. The series started out, the whole name is a riff on a tragedy. It's yeah. a riff on, on the, literally yeah. postal workers. Nobody remembers what going postal even means or refers yeah, to. But it was it was supposed to be being a postal worker was one of the most, you know, high pressure jobs and they had a few cases of those people going and, and shooting up their workplace. Two. two. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, but that's yeah. that's how few mass shootings America had back <laughs> yes. then. That they, yes. two of them happened in a post office, and it became known as going postal. Yeah, yes. and that's so. So the first postal game, which came out in '97, was a top-down shooter about a, a nameless guy who 
decides to shoot up his town. And it had a lot in common with Hatred, the game that came out on oh Steam a few years ago, where it is just a straight-up murder simulator. You are running around shooting cops and civilians, and it sounds like this, again, a little bit tongue-in-cheek. <laughs> This, all those games to me always felt like they were intentionally trying to piss off Congress. Like they yeah. wanted the publicity of like a congressional hearing mentioning their game. Like yeah. that's what it always felt I, like. I think they, they genuinely thought this is what everybody actually wants and we're no... We ain't no goddamn hmm. pussies. Well, well, you think so? I, I, I thought I it was it, satire. In 97, yeah, well, it is it's it was a very dark satire and it did have like comedy moments where like I think the third or fourth level is like here's a big fucking marching band and uh you can just plot whatever and like throw a Molotov into the middle of it. Watch watch all the fiery uh marchers run around and drop their instruments. If you're a teenager in the late 90s, that kind of thing is very appealing. Two years later, we had an incident known as Columbine, yeah. and uh, mm-hmm. and I think the the landscape changed a bit in terms of what people were willing to accept in their media. So mm-hmm. we we got Postal Two, which kind of toned down this conceit that you're like a crazy dude on a rampage, had to kill as many people as possible because the earth is hungry and thirsty too, and instead it kind of compensated by shoving in a bunch of gross stereotypes because it's 2003 and that's a way to shock people. And you can actually play Postal 2 as a pacifist for a while, like it gives you very mundane tasks, it's like just go to the store and wait in line and buy some milk. And then, uh, but all the only thing you have to do is get milk and come back to the house for the thing to be satisfied. So you can go to the store and kill everyone and take the milk and run away and uh, just go on a rampage and things will progress. But eventually people will start shooting. I think there's like, you know, uh, protesters who are against violence in video games pull out guns and start shooting everybody and you have to shoot your way out and then the cops will be after you and so yeah mm-hmm. oh the irony yeah. yeah that's the thing is the games were never well written like no. honestly the, the best writing in is the is that subtitle of the fourth one like no yeah. regrets no regrets yeah i think three was like uh handled by a russian developer and yes. running with scissors wasn't directly involved um yeah, yeah four was like a I want to say Kickstarter. It was like a Steam Greenlight thing where early access where, you know, it was being added on to over time. And then they recently had Postal Brain Damaged, which is a more old school like Quake style shooter where it all takes place in the Postal Dude's brain, which is infested by monsters and MAGA hat wearing uh, veterans who fire at you with shotguns. Expired, dumbass. Did I ever tell you my definition of euthanasia? Yeah, you get like a chainsaw shovel. It's it's low poly, fast action, kind of fun. My last experience with Postal Two is still my favorite. My favorite part about any Postal game, they unleashed a downloadable demo very very early um, in downloadable gaming history, and it was a nice. time demo, mm-hmm. but it was the full game. 
And if you opened up the console and typed in a simple command, like literally like extend, it was the full game a month ahead of time for free. And it was an official <laughs> download from them because yep. they're idiots. And, oh, right. Yeah, they forget. And, <laughs> like Postal 2 was most most of what that company made for like 20 years. Yes. I think. Yeah. Well, they yeah. too. like they haven't done anything but Postal shit. iOS versions, expansions, spinoffs. I didn't know this universe was so fucking big, and I'm sad that I do know it, and I'm dumber now that I do know it. I do remember pissing in Gary Coleman's mouth, though. There's no other game that that lets you do that. That is pretty cool that it lets you do that. Uh, Also, uh, I did like, as an extra in Postal 4, that you can choose various voices for Postal Dude, including John St. John, the voice of Duke Nukem, and Zach Ward, who played him in the movie. And was uh, Scott Farkas in A Christmas Story. Yes. So. Oh, wow. Of mm-hmm. the canceled show Titus, we talked about recently uh, on 302010. Wow. Titus's brother. Huh. Uh, it's Titus. Oh, Michael doubling on the joke. <laughs> anyway, let's move along. Number three. It's very hard to hear in that clip, but trust me when I say that is the sound of a sexy anime woman stepping on a rake and then stumbling into a spring-loaded S&M horse. Um, Holy Lord. (laughs) I didn't really know anything about this series till Dave made me stream the most recent one? Is 4 the most recent Yeah, Deception 4, I believe, is still the most recent one. Oh, I... Yeah, I have no clue what this is. So you the, sent us a link to that yeah. thing, and I'm like, what the This heck? is Deception, a.k.a. Tecmo's Deception, a.k.a. Devil's Deception, uh, which originally began as a, as a PlayStation 1 game where you play as a murdered prince who is offered a pact that you will be brought back to life, but in return, you will have to steal souls and uh, work toward the eventual resurrection of Satan, freeing him from hell. And uh, to do this, life's you... not that valuable. Oh, <laughs> yeah, you lure adventurers to your mansion. Well, it's you. Eventually, you're also trying to get revenge. So you lure adventurers to your mansion, and you set up traps, and you kite them into the traps. You know, using yourself as bait, oh, okay, and then yes, you set yes. off the traps. And it's always like ridiculous shit. Like you know, spikes come up from the floor. A giant yes. foot comes down from the ceiling, which you can hear in this this clip. So dude gets crushed under a giant iron foot, which then sort of, uh, you know, rubs back and forth, squishing him into the carpet. It's the only game genre that kind of mimics the only thing we loved about Milton Bradley's Mousetrap. Hmm. Yeah. Just a- Okay, I was going to say the name sounds like a Milton Bradley board game. Deception! Like, like, <laughs> that doesn't make any deception. sense, because who is being deceived here other than maybe the audience? Or, like, these are... Well, now this is ringing a bell. Like, this this series is very unique in that it's basically, you're playing a DM. 
This is like mm. what dungeon masters do in games Kinda. of D&D. They're like, I'm going to set up traps throughout this dungeon, and I w- I'm going to wait for the yeah. player characters to spring them. A bit, you know? Yeah, a bit like the Dungeon Keeper games in that sense. Except it's it's more, it's almost an action game in that you are doing all this stuff in real time and actually oh. leading the adventurers around the mansion and, you know, trying to just crush them to death and, you know, also stop them from escaping because, you know, when they get to low enough health, they will try to limp toward the exit and then you have to, like, catch up to them and, like, oh, I got to set up traps in front of you so you still die. Um, With the sequel, Kagero Deception 2, the focus shifted. It was no longer satanic. Now you're this this young woman who is a servant of these blue-skinned humanoids called the Timenoids and you're you're trapping people for them. Um... (laughs) Yeah, <laughs> there was Deception Three for PS One also, where you're you're again a young woman who's like, well, now you're you've been kidnapped and people are trying to sell you into slavery and steal your pendant, but uh, this this pendant also gives you the magical powers to set up traps. There was a PS Two game called Trapped T R A P T, which was like, and and with each subsequent also game, a great band with. A wonderful yeah. political philosophy. I, I'm sure. <laughs> I've never heard of them. Don't Google it. Uh, don't. I, I won't. Um, with each, I, we have to do a show. I can't can't stop and Google things. Uh, with each subsequent game, like the heroines got more and more anime, and their clothing got more and more ridiculous to the point where we have Deception Four, uh, Blood Ties, I think, and then the the PS4 version is called the Nightmare okay. Princess, which is also the name of the expansion, um, but. Blood Ties gave us, like, a, a heroine named, I think, Legrina, who's, like, the literal, like, quote-unquote, daughter of Satan created from a piece of his soul, who runs around in this outfit that looks like lingerie with, like, a little frilly skirt. And so you're working with these three other demons to set up, not just traps, but set up trap combos. So the ideal yeah. thing is that, like, you will lure people into one trap that will then knock them into the next trap, and so on and so forth. So, you, like, you get a, a succession of combos, and there are sadistic traps, there are elaborate traps, and there are humiliating traps. And the humiliating traps is where things get really silly because <laughs> it starts out with, like, you can drop a jack-o'-lantern on their head, and then they'll just stumble four steps in whatever direction they're facing, and you can, you know, use that to guide them into another trap. Uh, the the things that you can unlock get in, increasingly sexual. <laughs> um, yes. it's like it's like a Bugs Bunny gag you can jerk off to. That's what the fourth game <laughs> yeah, ended up becoming. That's, that's an interesting way of putting it. Like, yeah, you can. Get... I, I don't know. I don't know, Saddam. I feel like you should spend more time with our daughter, Lagrena. She's doing some very strange things with people. <laughs> hey, guy. <laughs> that's. <laughs> <laughs> it's oh, been so long since I've seen the South Park Saddam wow. and Satan wow. stuff, man. Come wow. on. Yeah. He's been dead for a while. Yeah, yeah, it's true. It's hard to take the fourth game seriously as anything other than it, like it's yeah, not it's bad. It just no, it just gets pretty good. repetitive. It's fun. But yeah. why did they think the thing people liked about that game was the sexy? Like they're like, Yeah, we're really gonna lean into the sexy stuff. Like I'm, it's, well, it's it's hard to believe what clearly it works. Because I was shocked just to hear I had lightly looked into this before we recorded. I didn't know the third. I played a PS4 game, part four, and the third one was on PS1. That's quite a jump. But granted, there's other smaller steps in between. I think the series had very little identity, except with a very niche audience. And in Japan, Mm -hmm. if you want to get a bigger audience interested in a niche product, well, there's a few ingredients. This is true. (laughs) Easily put in there. (laughs) 
Uh, and maybe that'll make it a bigger hit over here. I I never heard of this, but like Dave was adamant that we stream it, and like I'm, gl- it's wonderfully streamable. Yeah, I love that I, I mentioned it to you, and you said, "Is this the game where I used a toilet to launch someone through a basketball hoop to kill them?" Yes. <laughs> And, and yes, I do I do have a clip of someone being launched from a toilet, which is an actual unlockable thing you can get in Deception 4. So the, the idea is it's an oversized toilet, it springs up underneath them, and they sort of fall into it backwards, and pressure builds up, and a bidet-like uh, fountain just shoots them up into the air... And they go flying into whatever the next strap is. That's my biggest fear. That's yeah. why I waited so long to install bidet. Uh-huh. Just, I, <laughs> we there, all saw the Goonies. We saw that scene. <laughs> there's a video you can find. It's it's called something like Final Boss Toilet Death Loop. And it's just like somebody set up these three traps and they just lured the final boss into it. And it's like it goes toilet, Iron Maiden, and then a third trap. I forget what it is. Just launches the final boss back into the toilet and just rinse, lather, repeat. Perfect. Uh, <laughs> Literally rinse. Yeah. Well done. Well done, Michael. Yeah, I don't uh, know if you can get sillier than that. No. <laughs> but I, I <laughs> no. still, I love these games. I love the, the 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 basic gameplay of just like, yeah, you're more or less defenseless. Your job is just to guide people into these traps and then get the timing right to set them off at just the right time. And if you play your cards right, you can set up, like, a ridiculous Rube Goldberg device of torture that, like, ends by flinging them into, like, a fire pit or something like that. It's, it's always a lot of fun. Watching footage, and it's, it's surprisingly brutal, even though there's, like, not a lot of, like, dismemberment. Mm-hmm. Even though they're, like, they'll throw a fucking guillotine blade, like, between the crotch of a cheesecake girl. Yeah. There's no report. She, a lot of writhing, but not a lot of, like, true gore. Yeah, no, maybe you get a little bit of blood spray, but yeah. like the, the bodies are always intact at the end, and you always get like a scene of them, like you know, propping themselves up on their arms and like, oh, I'm gonna give say a final pithy thing before I die, and then they just collapse. It's yeah, as if someone had seen the uh, like early that. '90s classic Dan Aykroyd uh, vehicle, Nothing But Trouble, and said, "We need to make a game out of that." <laughs> Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yes. Getting actually, that reference. That is literally the worst movie I've ever seen. Yeah. Like that. That's that was my one. thought. Got- and when I was twelve. Yes. <laughs> so, so they have some questionable DLC for Deception Four. One of them is Octopus Tentacles, um, and they they make a point in the description of saying like they what they do will may differ depending on the gender of the mm. person that they're grabbing. Yeah. Uh, good work, guys. Great. Just great. <laughs> like no, add, add a DLC. With the the Doctor Bone Stripper song from Nothing But Trouble, Ugh. I think that was it, Mister Bone Stripper, uh, yeah. the, the roller coaster. That, yeah. yeah, 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 that yeah. was the one. I know we yeah. all watched that recently. Thanks, we did for thirty twenty. <laughs> it was not fun. <laughs> no, it's a very very bad movie. It's, it's like terrible. it always seems like it'll be fun, and then you watch it's like, oh, no, this is just really the, bad. The best it? part is a digital underground cameo, yeah. like, and I'm not making that, that up. That, that like, Tupac's in Dan Aykroyd's <laughs> directorial debut, or something. Yeah. <laughs> right? He went from that to a Janet Jackson movie, Damn. and he was stif- he was good in both. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure he was. All right. Well, let's move it along to number two. Yeah. 
I can't. I can't imagine what game no. this would be. No, please keep playing more stuff. I mean, Come on. Come on the, the documentary about the Tony Hawk game series is called uh, "Pretending I'm Superman," which is a terrible yeah. title, but like. Right. I can't think of a better one. That yeah. is, well, mm-hmm. wasn't there? There was a thing like a few weeks ago where Tony Hawk, like there, there's a band that their whole thing is like covering yeah. music from the Tony Hawk soundtrack, and they played Superman, and Tony Hawk got up yes. on stage and sang it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes, even though it's like he he didn't sing that song. That's Goldfinger. No, it's Goldfinger. Right? Yeah, yeah, it's Goldfinger. Quick, quick shout out by the way. One of my favorite YouTube subscribes. There's a there's a guy called uh, Scottoon Network. Get it? Like Cartoon Network, where he just does ska covers of modern songs. Gross. It's oh, glorious. Nice. Ska never, ska shouldn't be popular, but it never should have gone away. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? It should always just sort of be there, and yeah. like you should always have the option of ska. Is what I'm saying? I guess <laughs> the, the loss of the Warp Tours future is up in the air. <laughs> Scoption. And I, I, I always yeah. Gold you gotta fa- keep your scoptions open. Back in the day before the internet, we drove to a concert. We drove to, to Atlanta from Tallahassee, Florida, five hours to a concert we did not have tickets to, hoping we could get tickets. Oh my gosh! And we, for, for co- gold, we that's right. Couldn't for, for, and went into a Starbucks and see the band Goldfinger, who we were there to see, yeah. who were opening for Sugar Ray, and Goldfinger put us on the guest list after they heard our story. I, oh, that was nice. Yeah, it's my, I have a great Goldfinger story, and then they, I've it was the coolest thing I've ever seen. The way Goldfinger came out was just an instrumental of Enter Sandman. Which I've never seen <laughs> in a live venue, and it was awesome with the lights. Tell me there shit. were horns, though. Tell me there were horns. Like, no, no, there's no horns. It was just straight up Enter Sandman. Um, and I just, yeah, I've never seen anybody perform that live, and it was astonishing. Nice, hmm. nice. So but Tony, Tony Hawk <laughs> was always a little bit goofy at the yeah, start, yeah. but it yeah. was like the first couple games, especially, were like embraced as almost like these are true skateboard simulators like not really but they were a lot of fun and they made skating seem really fun they were incredibly representative of skate culture kind of a yes uh both in the soundtrack and sort of the attitude knock these school bells off the wall with a wall ride like you know that that was like two right like so like what i remember about one one, I w- I'm not saying one is serious, but it, it takes itself the most serious it, out of all the but games. But it only does that because it doesn't bother with any dialogue or story. But the thing about, about one, like, so I would compare, like, so Tony Hawk 1 to Tony Hawk 2 would be, like, Bones, Brigra- Bones Brigade, like, the search for Animal Chin, right? And then all of a sudden you're going to CMY2K. Like, like the, Tony Hawk gradually just became more and more silly because, at the time... Skate videos yes. were pushing the envelope board, and basically, skate videos became Jackass. Actually, I mean, Jackass yes. was came out of skate videos, yes. right? Like CKY Jackass series, was, and, and it, it, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. The game only took like how? What is it? Like six, seven entries before it became the Bam Margera show, right? Something yeah. like that. Yeah. Well, whatever Thug Two was, Tony Hawk's Underground Two, which was yeah, like you said, is really more about Bam Margera. And like when when the Tony Hawk games started to have a story, they kind of got increasingly ridiculous. But this is where like it really got just and stupid. That, that starts with four, because four. Because uh, what was it? Was it three where there would be like NPCs standing around? You'd get objectives rather than reading yeah, a simple so. fucking list. You had to listen to dialogue as someone yeah. do this mm-hmm. four times. Like, was that three? Yeah. It may have been three or four. Or four. Yeah, one of those. It, it might have been four. And then it's um, four where you start getting off you're bored and you drive a car and there's a villain in the (laughs) that does sound well it was tony hawk's underground that had the villain the villain was eric Mm -hmm. sparrow Sparrow. and and like that game 
for whatever reason, meant a lot to me at the time. I think it was partly because it had that thing where, like, you can take a picture of yourself. I did that. And, like, scan it in. And I think you had to send it to a Neversoft email. And then they would, like... Put it in the game and like here's this code you can use this and it was a it was a process. Oh no, I, I, you had to do it with the PlayStation Eye. Yeah, well that too maybe. Um, whatever whatever it was, uh, you could play as yourself mm-hmm. as a, like a face scan of yourself, and right. that was pretty neat. And uh, it made 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 it feel a little bit more personal that that story where again yes you are skating against your your childhood friend turned uh, bitter rival Eric Sparrow, which you know, name fa- fairly similar to Tony Hawk, interestingly. Hawk I never Sparrow, put that whatever. together, Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I understood that. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, but it, it, it got pretty silly where again, yeah, you're driving cars, you're getting off your board, you're uh, staging stunts where you're jumping over helicopter blades. Yeah. Uh, or, or grinding on them. Yeah, well, I, but like moving helicopter blades, right, right, I mean, right, like yeah. a helicopter in flight, and you have to like <laughs> jump between these two buildings, and and then uh, yeah, Tony Hawk's Underground Two just piled on the silliness. Hmm, do I want the noob or do I want Paulie Wheels of Fury Ryan, yeah! the ten-year-old skating yeah! madman? No more grinding on wood chippers, huh, Paulie? That's right, baby. Hmm, come on, Bam, make up your mind. Um, y- What's there to the y- side? Are you serious? You can't decide between me and a kid in a body cast? You want some of me? Bring it on, bitch! I like that. He's fired up. This kid's got game. I take Pauly. Yeah, you have to stick with Tony Hawk and be on last picked on his team. That, 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 again, I, I've watched a bunch of um, uh, skate documentaries and skate podcasts, and it's just everybody is pretty unanimous. Like, no, don't. I was a professional skateboarder, but Tony Hawk's Pro Skater is what I'm most recognized for and what I got paid the mm-hmm. most for. Oh, yeah. The, so sure. Tony Easily. was very... The Hawk is on a podcast very specifically saying how much money he got because he just wasn't expecting much. And he's like, here's a check for a... a, a like a, a month or annual check for $3 million. Like, yeah, uh, all three of your games are in the top ten this year. So here you go. Yeah. Tens of millions of dollars. <laughs> Damn. Tony Hawk saved Activision. Yeah. Activision was yeah. about to go under, and Tony Hawk came about. And then when the Tony Hawk game started to wane, they had Guitar Hero. And then when that started to wane, they, they also had Call of Duty, right? Like, I rem- it was so sad, though. So when I worked at Activision, I had to go visit Neversoft to, like, do a thing. We were, like, recording a video or whatever. And, like, I go there, and in the lobby, they have, like, Spider-Man. And they- <laughs> there, was more- there was more gun representation in their offices than Tony Hawk at that time. I was so bummed out. Oh, the out. game like, gun. Okay. There's- okay. Yeah, the game gun. Like there was, there was, to- there was Guitar Hero stuff everywhere. There was a little bit of Spider Man, a little bit of gun. I barely saw any Tony Hawk, and I'm like, that's the fucking game that made this studio, yeah, dude. They, they, like, they've been taken off that project and moved to Guitar Hero full time at that point. Was that that era? Yes, yes, yeah, that was that era, and it's just like, ah, what a shame. I guess yeah. it's a bummer to think about because yeah, Activision eventually lost the Tony Hawk license. But, but yeah, well now they're gone. Neversoft's just gone. Oh yeah, Neversoft that's, is yeah, gone. But Activision didn't have the. Tony Hawk name for a while, and you can't re- release, even re-release a game yeah. without that. He did like a mobile game. He did, or and something then, that I, I think don't... they're back together now. And we also learned they passed on Tony Hawk Three and Four remastered. You know they should. Not have. Yeah, yeah, that game was great. Yeah. It might, that might, that might happen now that huh? if the Microsoft yeah, goes maybe, through, we'll see. Maybe Microsoft Christ. likes making games people like. It's weird. 
Yeah. 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 But um, yeah, so Tony Hawk had Tony Hawk's Underground and Underground 2. There was also Tony Hawk's American Wasteland, uh, where yeah. you play as a farm boy from Kentucky who comes to L.A. to make it big, is immediately robbed. And uh, then you have to you meet a, a girl who's like, well, I see you're new in town. I'll help turn you into a badass skater. And uh, so it's it's nominally open world. You spend a lot of time off your board running That's... around. In fact, there are people who encourage you specifically to not get on your board. Bonjour. In France, we don't need boards with wheels to do tricks. We do the parkour. What's flipping parkour? I will demonstrate. Watch as I do the world run. You try to do it three times. Okay? Now we get fancy. Run up the wall and jump to do a wall flip. Like so. Flips are flipping fun. Yeah, this was when parkour was relatively new. And it's like, oh, it's this crazy new thing out of France that nobody <laughs> knows about and hasn't right. become a standard feature of all open world video games yeah, yet. It's a series called Assassin's and, Creed that mm-hmm. uh, owes a lot to parkour. I, I think yes. Tony Hawk 2... Uh, is the most excruciating in terms of cutscene silliness. Uh, Bam Margera is not the best actor. Oh, Underground. Underground 2. Thug 2. Thug 2. And uh, Bam Margera is not the best actor. His dad, though, really good job. Phil Margera is great in the game. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he's in his underpants, like tidy whities I think, through the whole game. Yeah, but he gives some, like, really (laughs) funny and, like, accurate screams as he's tortured. And you can <laughs> unlock a playable Stevo who is on like a spring-loaded donkey in his underwear, but he can do all nice. the regular skateboard moves for some reason. Oh yeah, of course. However, American Wasteland is just like this open world is a waste of time. This mm. is this game is far worse than yeah. Thug. Well, I, I noticed like I when I played it initially, uh, like years ago, whenever it came out, I was not a fan. Like. I remember seeing things like, oh, this guy just did like, you know, an effortless uh, 360 or, you know, 720 flip where he just like hangs in midair and then comes back down. And mm-hmm. it's like, this isn't what I like about Tony Hawk. And then like the parkour thing stuck in my craw and uh, and, and watching it again now, like going back and, and trying to replay it. Like I noticed like the first things you do in this game are watch a bunch of cutscenes, get ordered oh. into a barbershop. Get ordered into a clothing store, uh, watch more cutscenes, yeah. and then maybe you'll get to run or skate around. Um, and it's, yeah, that's not great to its credit. It does have a classic mode that plays exactly like the original games. Like you can just pick oh, Tony Hawk right. and collect SKAT, uh, skate around in these little discrete worlds. I was doing because uh, during goals. this era, the 3DS would get a Tony Hawk because every platform had to get one. Mm-hmm. Right. The 3DS would get like, a PS1, PS2 accurate version of Tony Hawk game, like every the streamlined game that I really like. And I don't mind cutscenes because it was exciting to unlock skate videos in that original PlayStation series. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was really neat because skateboard videos were fucking expensive, like 30 bucks a piece. Oh, yeah. And it usually gets stolen or borrowed or lost. So it was cool to be able to do that. I didn't hate that, but I, yeah, oh. Beginning a Tony Hawk game with a bunch of dialogue and cuts. Mm. Oh my God, yeah. it, it, I, it went too. It went too far, right? Yeah, like, yes. like it kind of did. And, and they, they, it, they, they, I, what was the last one? I'm trying to remember what the last game was. Was it Ride well, well, or Five? It was the board five. one, wasn't it? Oh no, Five. Well, five. Five, five. But I mean, like after American Wasteland, I think you had There's Downhill Jam. Ground. Yeah, Proving Ground. You had Project Eight. 
That was like the big return right. to prestige form. Which I, I like Project Date. I know people hated Project yeah. Date because Project Date was pretty because it was on 360 and it had the cool yeah. slowdown yeah. trick thingy there where you could I just. Think I was trip. reviewing all these and I am still confused as to what yeah. introduced that. Uh, well, then there was the terrible one, which was like Activision because I was there. Literally, was like, "Hey, we need to ship pieces of plastic with every game like Guitar <laughs> right. Hero now right. because we can sell it for a hundred dollars." So there was the. What was the the writable board? It Tony was called Hawk Ride. It was Ride. Tony Hawk Ride, and it got it got so a sequel. Bad. And I don't think either of them reviewed particularly well. No, because they controlled like shit. And then it at was the time, it, I lo- all of our cameramen were former like they got into cameras from filming skateboard videos in California, right? And yeah, yeah, and yeah, yeah. that board was awful. It, it like it didn't recreate. It didn't make the experience more accurate for people who could skate, and it made the no. series more difficult for people who couldn't. Because because when you actually ride a skateboard, there's not a giant dome nipple underneath it that the board <laughs> yeah. like roll, rolls around on like that. You're, you got two trucks with wheels. It's it's a totally different feel. I don't think board. this had a domed nipple. I think it had uh, just two sort of not quite rollers, just rounded bits on the bottom that you would lean on. Uh, I, I just remember it didn't it felt more like you were rolling on balls. It wasn't than totally like flush. Were... I think it was just yeah. very gradually curved. Yeah, it was. It was. It was um, not good. It wasn't. It wasn't a great experience. And I remember there was like there was an early attempt. I think on 360 to remake the first game, and that was not so well reviewed because they yeah. they updated right. a bunch of stuff. And then yeah, like it, it's you've kind of got like a bunch of lackluster titles until Tony Hawk Pro Skater One and Two, which is phenomenal. No, yeah, it was, and it everyone was, we streamed that. it. It was there was Tony Hawk Five. That mm, was the yeah, last, which was awful. Last, yeah, it was. Yeah. But, but so was right. bad. There was also unfinished. like there was like Tony Hawk HD or something, which tried to remake yes, a bunch of the, the one... titles, but didn't control that well. I remember. Like... Yeah, it just wasn't super optimized because you know it had to. The, the new one does a great job of adding in moves that were never in. You know, at yeah. least one, and this one yeah. didn't. And uh, but five, if you remember, like. None of the game was on the disc. It all had to be downloaded. And like the second oh. the game came out, the license expired. And I think even Tony Hawk's like, don't fucking buy this. This yeah. is real no, bad. It was, it was awful. I actually tried to buy it a couple of years ago because I think uh, a friend of the show, Dan Amrick, was talking it up. And it's like, maybe, okay, it, I guess, it sounds like it's been through some updates. I should give it a shot. Yeah, it, it, was, it was no longer available for download. Wow. At all. No. It was completely. It I've never played a Tony Hawk game that broken. Because, you know, it's a formula that you can kind of easily go back to. But it crashed constantly. Mm-hmm. And had all these always yeah. on online things for some reason that just mm. constantly broke the game. Uh, I think I think it's I want to say I've rarely tweeted negative reactions to games, but I have done several times in the Tony Hawk series. One being my review of Tony Hawk Ride, where I was working at Future and I just threw <laughs> it's just a picture of the con- the ride controller in a trash can, um, <laughs> <laughs> and then. Um, I, I think I screenshotted a picture of my complaint to Sony error reporting. Like, uh, would you like to add a note to this? Like, this game fucking sucks. And I typed <laughs> it in and sent it to Sony. <laughs> Look, man, if I want to play a skateboard game where I pretend to ride a board, I'll fucking get a giant 720 arcade game. Yeah. Right? I will get that cabinet. With that <laughs> I'll giant get Sega's board. Top Skater. It's great yeah, by comparison. It. <laughs> it has rails my old ass can hold on to. Right, yeah, he's going to fall. Exactly. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right, but yeah, it got it got increasingly silly, and it did. I, I guess it, it, you know we we still love Tony Hawk's Pro Skater, which is why it's so high on this list. But the, the sillier it got, like unlike the rest of these titles, I feel like they got better as they got sillier. The sillier this one got, the 
less. There, there were some go. high points where yeah, it got really sure. silly, mm-hmm. and then it became a victim of its own silliness for a while. And then they tried, like with Project Date, they're like, ah, we're going to tone that back a little bit. And mm-hmm. nah, that just never really worked again. But man, I miss it. I, I miss having regular Tony Hawk games that are pretty decent, where you can kind yeah. of at least count on them. You know, it's just like, mm-hmm. yeah. I remember how excited I was for even Thug? Like, my, my, yeah. not all the ad- friends I had were like, kind of adults and through everybody was still kind of wait super waiting for it and i remember it was like the first time i waited for like a midnight ign review because like and i was like whatever i'm gonna buy this anyway who gives a shit it was an annualized franchise it was before there were annual call of duties and maddens it was like yeah there's there's a tony hawk every year and and you looked forward to it Mm -hmm. you know and it's it's just a fucking shame that there can't be anything right like I never understood that about the industry. It's like, why not? Why not just cut it back and do one every four years or something, and make a shit ton of money every four years? Because you won't, years. you know, people aren't complete. Yeah, people aren't completely turned off and, and tired of the formula. And just no, it seems to be it's like an all or nothing. Yeah, because I like yeah. I love Disneyland, but it's just like kind of hard to go there a lot. Um, <laughs> now, now it is. You have to be a billionaire yeah. to go there. True. <laughs> it's true. Uh, yeah, it's, it, but enjoy it in the same way. Like, put some time in between. Look at the Mario franchise. Go there. Tony Hawk right. got super fucking stupid. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes, he it did. did. Let's move on. Speaking of good stupid. That might be my favorite scene in which game? Any guesses? No idea. Wolfenstein, <laughs> the new oh. one. Oh, shit. Yes. Okay. Yeah, I even suggested this one. Okay. Yes. Yeah, you did. Um, so Wolfenstein, I was I was kind of thinking about this one. It's like, didn't was, was this ever really that serious? Like, even Wolfenstein 3D was pretty goofy, given what they could do at the time. And then I remembered... It was deadly serious when the very first Castle Wolfenstein game came out in the early 80s for Apple II and sounded like this. That hurts wow. my ears. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> that, that, I, I took down the volume a bunch on that. And uh, Achtung is German for a U2 album. Yeah. <laughs> So the original Castle Wolfenstein was like a like a progenitor of stealth action where you are a prisoner who's bribed a guard and snuck out of your cell. And it was more about like staying hidden, finding yeah. a uniform, occasionally like you, you don't want to have to use your gun, but sometimes you will. And then, you know, that, that got a sequel also on Apple II and largely was forgotten for a long time until uh, id Software for whatever reason, got the license and revived it for one of the the greatest early first-person shooters ever. It's opening doors and shooting Nazis. What more yeah. do you need? Uh, well, I also love that those are now just dream sequences in the yes. in the reboots. <laughs> like true. when you when you rest in your bed, you basically play through those levels. It's mm-hmm. so. Here's the thing. Other than Mecha Hitler at the end, those the three D was 
fairly serious. There yeah. wasn't. There wasn't. You had, you had like the zombies with the chest, or the the guns in their chests, and yeah. The, yeah, the gigantic bosses who would throw syringes at you and shit. But that was standard video game stuff at the time. Totally, but yeah. like the the thing that really, but even you could argue, yeah, that, that's obviously more extreme than the Apple II games. But like the thing that really puts it over is these recent Bethesda yes. games. Um, I mean, the the one that's most obvious. I don't know if you have a clip, but the most recent one with the daughters. Yes, I do have. I I was going to work up to that, but yes, we can go to that because this is my favorite Wolfenstein clip to play for any reason ever. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god. Oh my god, I got his brains in my mouth! Water, give me water! <laughs> Somebody once described them as female Beavis and Butthead, and it's like, they yeah, are. that's that's what makes this so great. They are. Those are BJ's daughters. I love it. But yeah, mm-hmm. that is like the most extreme of like, this is ridiculous, jokey, outrageous, the weapons are outrageous. Yeah. But what's the one that came before it? Is, is it the, the new Colossus. Sorry. No, well, the New Colossus was DLC, right? Was it the no, New No, the, the New Colossus was Wolfenstein 2, the New Colossus, the sequel to New Order. Or are you talking oh, okay. about Return to uh, Castle Wolfenstein, like the Activision reboot? So, so no, okay, no, this no, this, se- this series has been rebooted multiple yep. times. Yes. Wolfenstein absolutely. 3D was the first reboot. The next one was Return to Castle yeah. Wolfenstein. Uh, yeah. There was also a 2009 game by Raven yeah. Software that was Very just good. called uh, Wolfenstein. Mm-hmm. Underrated game. That anyway. uh, introduced Totenkopf, and like it's it's always hinted that these games have some connection to each other, but it's never entirely clear what it is. Yeah. BJ is a completely different character in every reboot. Uh, and then, yeah, you have Wolfenstein The New Order, which was a reboot that puts him into a version of the 1960s where the Nazis won World War II because yes. they discovered this secret cache of far future technology that was kept by this secret society and uh, used it to create a super Reich. And so you you get to fight your way through it and try to dismantle it and do a bunch of terrorism against the Nazis because they but- fucking suck. But the sequel to that is really yeah. where yeah. they it, like. So that one was was so, so, was like yeah, it's it's the, over the top. But like yes. you know, and and these games have always been kind of over the top. Like Return to Castle Wolfenstein had like zombies and resurrected German warlords and leather clad uh, SS women dominatrixes mm-hmm. who mm-hmm. you'd fight. Uh, yeah, the the reboot was was pretty extreme, but it also took itself very seriously and had things where like. Yeah, you get taken to a concentration camp and uh, dumped into an oven with bodies. And it's like, oh, this is pretty fucking extreme. Mm -hmm. Uh, And it's, you know, it's cool that you get to fight your way out of this. But uh, yeah, Wolfenstein 2 just like said, fuck it. We're we're going super extreme with everything. Uh, We here is a scene where your pregnant wife straddles you, rips off her shirt and topless and covered with blood fires two machine guns at a giant robot dog until it explodes. Wow. 
think I'm done with this. Uh, <laughs> is that, that are you in a wheelchair in that part of the game? Because you're in no, like no, this 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 was near the end, so okay. Not spoilers. This, but this yeah. th- this was the the silliest Wolfenstein in a lot of ways. And yes. like yeah, you had you had the bit where you're in the wheelchair and you get the Iron Man armor and uh, then you you eventually I'm not going to spoil why but you end up getting a new body and yes become yes. terror Billy and poses an actor who's auditioning to play the part of you in front of Hitler on Venus and, yes and oh you, my god that scene yeah, like you get go. to storm through American towns and uh, kill KKK dudes with a hatchet yes and, yeah like like yeah the new Colossus is so outrageous and over the top and yes. it's just like yeah the they, they're not afraid to go there like in that game they fucking go places oh, yeah. dude and it's just like it, and it's a big game too it's it's kind of a long game and it's just like but th- that's the game where like if you if you pick the right party members you can have like a Jimi hendrix stand in be mm-hmm. part of your freedom fighter crew like well, i think it's... new new order had the Jimi hendrix guy. Oh, okay, okay and he's he's just known as jay and i believe he's always got his face covered with a mask so you right. don't it's not explicitly him, but you know it could be him. He plays guitar. Uh, I don't. It, yeah. I don't know if he sticks around for Wolfenstein Two because that is part of the Probst Wyatt plotline, and I played through the Fergus plotline. I did too. I did too. But I just mm-hmm. heard about the other one. I um the a lot. The thing is, like with the games and then the DLCs, they all just sort of kind of blend together in my head. But is is it? Was a Colossus the one that at the E3 like they show that cinematic of like the Nazi guy going into the the malt shop and like yes. it, it basically was something out of Inglorious Bastards, right? Yes. It's like okay, yes, mm-hmm. okay, yeah, yeah. I mean that that's that's they were taking a page from Tarantino's book. They're like, oh, Inglorious oh, Bastards sure. works yeah. really well. Mm-hmm. You yep. should just do that. Yeah, yeah. I've never I've never liked the new series. Really, I did, liked. I just find them all difficult to play. Like I'm like mm. it's one of the few series where like why am I out of ammo again? No, they mm. they they actually are pretty difficult, and and they because well, they're trying to harken back to like the original Apple II games where I they say, want I you to far. sneak around. No, but they they encourage you heavily to go stealth, mm. and to yeah, the I point. I, where, and like, I always open it up like this is going to be a straightforward shooter. I don't have to pay a lot of attention to, and it requires a ton of my attention. But they, that's <laughs> the thing is they let you go nuts and shoot you know two chain guns, one in each yeah. hand, and shit like that. But like. You have to find the captains in each map, like, and kill them. Otherwise, they'll just keep calling in reinforcements. Right, yeah, and so yeah. it's like, but yeah. That's also one where it's just like, but I'm a nightmare murder man. I'm here to kill as many Nazis as I see because that's what the game is for. I'm the righteous wrath of what should have happened in World War II. Yeah. And what that's, did that's happen what I was thinking. in real life. Annihilate Nazis. Yes. Oh. Plane mission again. I've started this game so these games so many times. Mm-hmm. Fuck your I, new never... world order. It sucks. Although the music you came up for this is pretty great. <laughs> I'll say that you have like bands like Decafer and stuff, which which is like you know what if the Nazis took over, but you still had uh, the Beatles. What would right. they be like? Right. And uh, yeah, and and they come up with a lot of songs that are sound alike versions of pop songs from the time and it's just like oh yeah no this is neat this is a neat piece of world building and like you know mond mond ya ya plays when you go to the secret nazi moon base and 
all that yeah. stuff. Yeah. Well, it's it's like in and then in Youngblood, I think they go full eighties with a lot of the music. Yes, right? yeah, like, they do. Well, like you could hear like a they have a version of uh, East End Girls and West End Boys. I forget what the title. Right, of the song I, is. I know that, yeah. I know what you're yeah. referring to. West End mm-hmm. Girls. West End Girls. Thank you. Yeah, but uh, yeah, yeah, Youngblood underrated man. A lot of people didn't. I don't know. That game just clicked with me, and I'm like, no, it's, it, go back and play that game. And it's co-op too, right? Like mm-hmm. it, that would yeah. kind of be a blast to try. Co-op. Yeah, co-op. I, I would say it is probably better co-op because uh, I fell off of that because my AI partner kept getting into trouble and mm-hmm. like, oh, mm-hmm. you're, you've used up our stock of lives by dying over and over again, and and now we were at the final boss of this level, but we have to start the level over because this is engineered for co-op and it doesn't have checkpoints. Hmm. Anyway, yep. Wolfenstein, <laughs> Wolfenstein, Wolfenstein rules, it's gets great. ridiculous. Wolfenstein, yeah. uh, love, love what they've done Game with Pass, the world right? Uh, they've been on Game Pass, and they, well, you know, you're right with the Bethesda thing. Bethesda. Hmm. Yeah, they're on there. They are on there. They should be. All right. Well, yeah, that has been our top five series that went from serious to silly. Uh, we hope you've enjoyed it. And... We were never either, so don't make that joke. Yeah, <laughs> never serious or silly. No, something in between. Mm, right. Fair enough. Anyway, on that note, we're gonna take a little break, and when we come back, we're gonna talk about Saints Row, having played it by the time you hear this, and a bunch of other stuff, some news. So stay tuned. <laughs> Let's get scratching. Would you like exclusive bonus podcast commentaries and more from the Laser Time crew? Then we strongly encourage you to support this show on patreon.com slash laser time. It supports not only this show, but all the rest of the Laser Time Network. You'll get commentaries, play games with the hosts, see exclusive videos first, and receive an uncut weekly ad-free podcast bonus time. Speaking of which, here's a quick taste. But I want to talk about good cartoons. Talk, talk about, about a good cartoon, a good yeah. experience, a movie I have seen three times. What? What? I've seen three times. Yeah, I've seen it twice already. Uh, that's Chippendale Rescue. What the fuck? I, I'm supposed to be the, like the diehard here. Jesus Christ! It, it is, I, does seem like a movie custom made for you, though, Chris, because it's like yeah. the sequel to Roger Rabbit. We never. It watched. is. It is Roger Rabbit, and I. I don't say this with cynicism. It's Roger Rabbit for uh, millennials and Gen Xers, uh, yeah. and, and and just because, like, you know, I didn't want to spoil things for Michael. I was just like trying to say, like, you're not going to see Mickey. And you're not going to see Donald, really. But, like, dude, there's schnookums in meat in the end credits, for fuck's sake. I don't think that's been acknowledged by Disney in any way ever. But there's like they're just, boom, there in the end. It's fucking crazy. It, it, uh, some of those cameos that they got and the, so, yeah. Randy Marsh is in a... Randy Marsh is, Randy in Marsh a fucking, is chilling in a sauna. In a, in a sauna room. I was... I, I got... With uh, two of the three little pigs. <laughs> Get Bonus Time, a weekly uncensored and commercial-free podcast every Tuesday, starting for just $5 on Patreon.com slash LazerTime. And welcome back to our second segment where we've 
lost one host and gained another. Who is oh. joining us? Special guest. The master of all things Sonic, T.L. Foster. What? <laughs> that's, that's, I, I've ousted out <laughs> oh, Matt and said oh, I know everything about yeah, Sonic. Usurped his, his position on the show and in life, professionally. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you better be able to tell me the release date of the new game. Uh, <laughs> oh, look at that. Look at that. I've, I've already been you. fired. Wait, wait. How, how could I be mad? Okay, wait. USC, USC. Um, <laughs> I've never um, heard him mention USC. He, what are you talking about? He's a humongous supporter. A no, USC he talks alum. to you about that, not on the mic. Oh, okay. Yeah, no. Hi, I'm T.L. Foster. You may know me. And that's the end of it. You may know me. Uh, live um, from the pool house. Right, live from the pool house. Uh, welcome to the thing, uh, which are two shows that I do on the live from the pool house feed. Um, and yeah, and I guess early plug uh, for you guys who don't listen to the plugs at the end, which you totally should do. Um, on Labor Day weekend, which is the the weekend after my birthday, I am going to be doing another twenty four hour stream. Oh, uh, on that Saturday. I will be playing video games on Twitch, twitch.tv slash TurboBison, raising money for the Yellowhammer Fund. Uh, Yellowhammer Fund is a reproductive rights organization that is based out of the southeast United States. So Florida, Georgia, Alabama, Mississippi, states that are going to be affected by reproductive laws. Mm. This fund helps people who are affected by those laws so they can get the treatment and help that they need so yeah i'm doing that that's my altruistic thing this is going to pick up for all the shit posting i'm going to do for the rest of this episode <laughs> is my <laughs> one little bit of altruism i, I will be there with you in spirit because i'll be standing in a kilt at my sister's wedding all of labor day so i probably oh, won't catch a goddamn second of this thing uh why a kilt? But it will be fine i don't know you're my mom's obsessing over my shoes i'm like we're all dressing stupid kilts are dumb <laughs> like what does it matter what our shoes look like are you is 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 she marrying a nineteen thirties like police officer? No, like, what's no, going he, on here. But he's a very much a kilt guy. Huh. Uh, don't look him up, Jesus people. All right. I, I bet he's not even Scottish, is he? He just likes kilts. He's one of those. I don't know. I don't know. It's I, never mind. I don't want to talk kilt guys. Yeah, no, no, it's fine. Uh, <laughs> what we should talk yeah. about—that's our longest uh, lead-in ever for. A bunch of new stuff. There's the game that kicked off the top five discussion, Saints Row. And uh, uh, I gotta know. Have, let me let me ask you guys an important question. Did you like Saints Row the Third and Saints Row Four? I thought they were fine. I thought they were, no, they're better than fine. I think okay. they're really good games. I think that yes. they are representative of what people actually think. Grand Theft Auto, like what they want from a Grand Theft Auto, actually, sure. like, and that's not me saying like the last Grand Theft Auto wasn't good because it was, but I think when people think of the idea of Grand Theft Auto, they're really thinking of Saints Row the Third, or you know, the fourth Saints Row game. I love that Saints Row the Third thought of things even the media didn't think of to accuse GTA of. Right, and <laughs> you can beat people with dildos, not in GTA. That's, that's, <laughs> that's just true. Yeah. But but uh, my my. My experience with it is I do find them hard to get really into, mm-hmm. given the nature of, like, it's pretty fucking silly. But it also is a playground. Uh, 
I, I'm not a guy for story, but something it's something about it seems less meaningful than the GTA experience that makes me want to fuck around, listen yeah. to the radio stations. Well, it's it's sillier, and I think in the first half you said it's it's kind of stakesless. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. Uh, there's no, there doesn't seem to be a penalty for fucking up. Where I, for some reason, but I still feel that in GTA. Here's why I asked that question: If you liked Saints Row the Third and or Saints Row Four, you will probably like Saints Row the reboot. The, yeah, the reboot <laughs> that feels almost identical to playing Saints Row the Third, which I, I came to the sad realization is an 11 year old game. Yeah. Uh, but it doesn't feel that way to me. I still, for whatever reason, think of it as recent because that's, you know, it came out around the time that I left Games Radar, probably. And <laughs> that my it, uh, it, Games it came out at the time of our skids. first proctology appointment. Mm, yeah. It's very yeah, recent. Sure. Yeah. Very yeah. recent. But it feels recent. But, like, there, there's things in the new Saints Row that it's just like, oh, yeah, this feels immediately familiar. Like, when you go to hijack a car and instead of going around opening the driver's side door and pulling the person out, you uh, jump feet first through the windshield, yes. knock them out onto the street, and just seamlessly get behind the steering wheel and start driving. As long as it's faster, there's nothing I hate more in GTA and like, look at the way we modeled this realism and like Nico Bellic gets stuck on like the left <laughs> hubcap mm-hmm. of a car trying to <laughs> open the door. Oh, I don't care. Just jump in the window. Yeah. But it's it feels a lot like Old Saints Row. It's very silly, where like the main characters are struggling twenty somethings who have massive student loan debt. They're trying to become museum curators and influencers or whatever. And so to make ends meet, they work with you know, work for local street gangs as if it's just like a part time job that I they're know, doing. Like, when I heard about that, like I'm having some car troubles and I'd really like to do some gang freelance right now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Does anybody need anybody driven by? Is that how you say it? Yeah. yeah. Uh, would would uh, me selling crack? Is it? Can I put that on my resume? Yeah, yeah, Are these yeah. billable hours I could do? So I was actually just thinking about. There has to be someone who works in a gig who's like, my job is I just have to take minutes every day. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. <laughs> During this, our this, meetings. This, yeah. <laughs> this jump in, uh, it has to be specifically thirty seconds. Uh, Anything over that, we have to bill you extra. We, we, it's bill. My my job, my job in my gang is to drop little tiny baggies down a drain pipe. <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's like one roommate works for this gang, another roommate works for this gang, and, oh. and you're working for. The like the game starts, you get a job working for the local PMC, the local fucking mercenary company. And you basically are just in open warfare with the other gangs, but it's it's like a nine to five thing where it's like, well, time to go down to the marshal offices and suit up for our what do we? Well, we're arresting this crime boss today, okay? Uh, and yeah, like the the very first level, which by the way, the the very first mission I failed like five times wow. because uh, one of the first things it makes you do is protect this APC as it runs through and. For whatever reason, like it's very fragile, and when it all got to the same turn, it would always blow up. And so, like even when I like ran out ahead of it, and like I'm just gonna gun down everybody, like oh no, okay, they spawned after I went through and blew up the APC from behind. So I did even worse that time. And finally, I just realized, like okay, if I just target all these explosives as the guys come out, then I can take them out before they do any damage, and I get through. And now it's fine after that initial frustration. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm enjoying it. I'm seeing a lot of 
bad reviews, a lot of, you know, mediocre reviews. I was reading one that said, like, yeah, the mission design is very dated. There's a lot of stuff where it's just like, yeah, go pick up this car on, on the other side of town and drive it across town to this drop-off point. And, like, that doesn't sound very fun. I haven't run into really anything like that that wasn't, really? like, a side mission. So, how um, easy is, is it to just fuck around? It's pretty easy to just fuck around. Okay. I wonder often when I see reviews like that if it isn't emblematic of people trying to crunch an experience that, quite honestly, is not is not the the is not like the the full experience like mm. someone who's really going to play a game. I've been thinking, I've thought about this for like the last ten years of covering game stuff. Yeah. Every time there's an open world game. And someone's like, well, this game isn't fun because the, the mission structure is repetitive and da 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 And I often think, I wonder if you didn't have to sit with this game as your job yeah. for I wonder two if we tried weeks. to examine whether all games were repetitive. <laughs> yeah. Right. Like, like if you're, if you're playing, if I'm playing, uh, if I'm playing, you know, a 40, 50 hour game in 40, 50 hours real time. Yeah, it's going to fucking well, suck. Mm-hmm. And you're going to be like, I, I, I haven't played it, so I can't really diagnose the reviews. But I did think they were fascinating because mm. I think it, most reviews have to do with expectations and the fact that this is a reboot on the current generation of consoles. I think implied something, if not revolutionary, evolutionary. Yeah, and that seems to yeah. be people's mm-hmm. big complaint. Like, why reboot this if you weren't? Because like GTA Four was kind of a reboot. Yeah, you know, I, I I get it. I think I think if GTA Six came out and it played exactly like GTA Five, yeah, but with new characters and and setting, etc., and, right. and slightly prettier graphics, I I could understand people saying like, yeah, what is this? I was after ten years, I was expecting a bigger change. Yeah, so you wiped away any characters I might have liked and didn't really mm-hmm. move the formula forward. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, and and so yeah, I I get that complaint because again, it feels very similar to Saints Row 3 and 4 and you know like that that it's changed this little in 11 years is a little strange now there are, there are some things it does that I think are really cool uh it gives it lets you customize your character anytime through your phone it used to be like you'd have to go to like a plastic surgery clinic if you wanted to yeah. uh change your character's face or voice yeah. or whatever now you can just pull up your phone I want a new face I w- I want to go from uh, I want to change my gender I want to be skinny i want to be muscular whatever do it in like five seconds you can store different presets that you come up with so i have awesome yeah i have like a hot girl boss and then i have a boss that is made to look exactly like anton sugar from uh, no country for old men so i called it i didn't know yes that's exactly what i was going for (laughs) it has a lot of like really unnecessarily terrifying tooth options like it's the you most can... you've ever lost with a dubstep gun. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I wish there was a voice that was that good. My my choices for him, like the, I think there's like eight voices, four male, four female, maybe it's six. I can't remember. Um, but like I, I kept hovering between like I either had like you know this uh, buff hayseed voice or or like a a dude with like a higher pitched voice who's uh, you know kind of doing a Mexican accent. Um, and yeah, it's like, neither of these really seem appropriate for the character that I'm, I'm trying to build here. But, uh, you know, that's a, that's a pretty minor fucking complaint. (laughs) And, and yeah, overall, like I've, I've only played it for a couple hours. You know, I'm not going to say that reviewers who played through the whole game are wrong. Uh, just that my experience so far is largely positive and differs from that. 
Um, the the yes, people I, that I, 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 I don't I don't think it's I don't think they're wrong. I no. just think that I think that like how they I think how they are viewing things is a completely different thing. I mean, at some point, that, at some point, I'm sorry. Go ahead. That's possible because you know the the way you said it. Like uh, I, I've heard that complaint, and I have reviewed many games yes. in those conditions. And it never really dampened my enthusiasm for the open world formula. Like, I reviewed Assassin's Creed 4, played through it in a weekend. I played mm. through all of GTA 4 in a week and staying at a hotel that Rockstar put me up at. You know, I've, I've played lots of games. You the senior editor of Crime. Yes, yeah. <laughs> open world games are Michael's bag. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Played a lot of games under bad review conditions and, and always uh, like them now. Is my experience universal? No, there are plenty of other people who might have you know a different experience under the same conditions and be like, "This is overwhelming. I hate this." Uh, yeah, I, I'm I'm more of the like I would play GTA Five again. It's just that I've played it now to completion almost twice, and I just I feel like I'm wasting my time if I'm mm-hmm. playing through single player GTA Five again. Mm-hmm. The reviews right. made me like, but the. The reviews made me look at Saints Row like I guess it's not a buy right now, but like pick it up eventually kind of thing. Yeah. It's just not a must play right now. But like when it comes to this genre on a PS5, Xbox Series X, this is the only game in town. There's nothing else in this genre right well, now. Th- that's that's what it, what we were talking about off mic. Uh, yeah. Is that like it's Saints Row the Third is an 11 year old game. The car crime genre has not had a lot of evolution since then. No. We've had. GTA Five. We've had um, the, the last thing we all probably played was that ga- broken Game Pass version of San Andreas. Mm. Oh yeah. yeah, man, that was not great. I heard they're okay. <laughs> they're they're much better now, but it's just like that's the last mm. open world crime experience I've had. And I'm looking at, I, when I look at footage of this, I'm like, I will play this. It just it, it doesn't seem uh, this demands your attention. This is game of the year in game of the year contention because mm. I think it's not now. No. I, I think in a year maybe of there being such a a, a strong uh, year for video games like as it's been and like is it now? But also like you said, there hasn't been there hasn't been like a a, a mainline like game like this yeah. in forever. Like there's, there's we no, have been playing the same Grand Theft Auto game speculation, since the yeah, PS3. There's, there's, there's no GTA Six in sight, and um, I don't know is Mafia moving forward? I don't know who else is gonna like move anything in this category and it yeah. it looks good it doesn't look as broken as most most other things of this nature i'm so i because I, I, like i'm playing cult of the lamb i'm like oh this is game of the year material mm. but i entered an Except area where bugs. like yeah. this is unplayable like i cannot yeah. move forward in this at all but i love it but i can't move forward yeah the intro doesn't seem to have those problems but about the thing i thought was that I wanted to bring up, and I had a big, massive point to make before the news that we'll get to, mm-hmm. is uh, I think Saints Row... Did Saints Row stop evolving when it got involved with Deep Silver? Because Deep Silver mm-hmm. is not THQ. THQ had... Michael and I worked in the games industry. If you don't know what THQ is... THQ was one of the largest publishers ever, and they released for about 15 years failure after failure after failure, and they all cost tens of millions of dollars and looked good. Mm, like yeah. all their failures were like still impressive. Like they do like Darksiders and yeah, uh, all the WWE games, for all the while. WWE games, the Red yeah. Factions. Like uh, mm-hmm. they're all impressive, and they pour a shitload of money into polish and Deep Silver had one hit under their belt and was not able to get a sequel. 
until this week when Dead Island's like, it's it's here after almost eight years. Hmm. So yeah. when knowing that, like, yeah, I guess it doesn't surprise me that Volition wasn't given the time and resources as they were at THQ to genuinely reboot and make something yeah. totally it fresh. It would have been nice after this long to see them, like, you know, create something that feels like a new engine, a new gameplay design, like, you know, re- yeah, reinvent the car crime genre. Do do Try to do what you did for Saints Row. Mm-hmm. With Saints Row the Third, not the original Saints Row, which is very derivative. <laughs> I I do think that's such a. I actually think it's a very like astute like look at it because I am thinking because you brought up the WWE game, yeah. and mm-hmm. I've been thinking about like ever since uh, 2K your visual concept got the license from THQ, they have been progressive. Like they've gotten better, but they were like mm-hmm. on a progressive like downside of quality as well as like graphical quality well, they, they and, had to start over from scratch where thq really got yeah. to build on every wwe game for 20 fucking years yeah i i think that's i do think that's the thing but yeah, yeah even even, a, and, even and a, a bad like a home front from thq was like this is impressive and very polished and mm-hmm. i have not got john milius to write it yeah i i've not seen that from deep silver no offense but you know from the other stuff that they've published. I don't think they're on the level of THQ and therefore probably have a difficult time shepherding the Saints Row series. And we got three, four, and got it to hell in such a successive order because it mm-hmm. didn't have to change anything. Yeah. It, well, I think, you know, Agents of Mayhem, the forgotten Saints Row game, changed the most, probably. It's probably. like, ah, you're controlling a team of three from a pool of agents and, like, yeah, people didn't really seem to go for it, so maybe they just went like, "Yeah, we need to bring it back to what worked and make this like it feels like a, a follow up to Saints Row the Third. And maybe, yeah, maybe it's who know. I, I don't even know what the engine is. I don't know, but I, I, hmm. I promise they probably didn't do what THQ did to make a new game. Uh, they would have wasted hundreds of millions of dollars on yeah, a failed probably. franchise, and I've watched them do it like eight hundred times. I don't think yes. Deep Silver has the pockets to do that, and uh, and that, that but that is disappointing because I wanted like a reason like here's something the genre has never done before. I like the idea of leveling up your car, which I think I read about. Like hmm. cars have like abilities and shit. I mean that wouldn't surprise me. I think Saints Row has done that before. Oh okay, but uh, yeah, I I haven't hit that part part but, like yet. every can car. you? I was like, can you level up your car so it could turn into a mech? Ooh. That way you're like in a Gundam fight because then would be pretty it's cool. game of the year. And then the characters can argue about whether it's a mech or a power suit like they did in Saints Row 4. But oh, unlike yeah. the internet, I just want to say, like, it's probably impossible that Saints Row sucks because it really doesn't look like it does. Yeah. It just, I mean, yeah, it, it's fine. It's in not what we wanted it to so be, far. and I'll play it for $30 in two months mm-hmm. and just not $70 right now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's where I'm at. Yeah, probably. <laughs> Um, it is not the only game to come out this week. The biggest, easily, but, well, Kirby's Dream Buffet came out at the end of last week. Did anyone else play that? No, I've got my Kirby fill for the year. <laughs> I fought a god, and that's it. No, that <laughs> game's go. good. It's a really good game, but I fought, like, I fought a god. That was it. It's all I needed. Yeah. I need my Kirby, I need well, Kirby to fight, and they'll do more. This is a $15 <laughs> Kirby game, and it's it's just a party game, basically, that, uh, Fall Guys? where... It's it's a little like Fall Guys, but it's like it's a race where between four Kirby's and the idea is that the more Kirby eats, the bigger he gets, and I think the bigger he gets, the easier he is to knock around. Uh, and then like you go from like race to mini game to like 
Um, what's like? There's a, a type of Mario Party game where you're all like in an arena and trying to bop each other out. Uh, those are called the games no one likes. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the you, okay, games. you do King the, the knockout game. Yeah. Nobody King likes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, King of the Hill is probably the better yeah. thing yeah. to call that. And uh, yeah, I think I played a. I, I went for the Grand Prix mode and played. You're not from making start to Fall finish. Guys better. You're making Kirby worse. <laughs> <laughs> I think I went from start to finish in about 15 minutes. I was like, okay, well, I feel like I got a sense of this now. <laughs> Um, on the other but, hand, yeah, for fifteen bucks for a game, if you if you're gonna play it with friends, it's not bad. On the other especially hand, especially if you Pass, got kids. Uh, Midnight Fight Express. Yes, dude, that's pretty good. Is this is this new? I thought this came out a while ago. Yeah, no, it, it just came out now. Okay, and, uh, I actually this is my weekly reminder to always check Game Pass before buying games because <laughs> I bought it on Steam and then found out it's on Game Pass. Uh, yeah, and this this game to me is sort of like. Did you want to see the Batman Arkham games fight sequences turned into its own game that hmm. didn't have story or detective missions or Riddler trophies? And like, yeah, kind of. Those challenge rooms are, are sort of what that is. But that, yeah, it's like an evolution of like fighting as Batman in uh, combat. Uh, hmm. the, that Arkham, that, uh, you know, guy's going to signal a block to you or he needs, hmm. to, he needs to have his guard broken. It's not quite on the level of, like, a Souls game. It's really more on the lines of, like, Batman's combat. Well, it reminded me of something... Oh, yeah, it reminded me of Hotline Miami yeah, a lot. Yeah, uh, totally. With, with more of a brawler focus in that you are just, like... You're some uh, nameless guy. I think your name is literally Babyface mm-hmm. because you don't remember what your name actually is. And a talking drone comes to you and says, Criminals are taking over the city. We got to stop them. You're, I'm activating you as a sleeper agent now. You're really a brutal mercenary. All your memories are gone. Let's go kick some ass. And so you do. and <laughs> Just start kicking a lot of ass. Yep. And uh, it's a really fun brawling system where you can just sort of hammer on the attack button and punch dudes. And, or until you, you can, can't. Until you can't? Yeah, because people start getting guns and... Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, and... you you get guns and you get pick up batons and you can throw things. No, but your enemies do as well. Yeah, I know, but <laughs> I'm saying yeah, this I'm is like the one game I've played in the new release segment. Uh, it's All very right. rarity for me. Again, it just I thought it, it gave me the, them Arkham vibes, being surrounded by mm. like six guys, punch, punch, punch until you see someone coming at you, and then you have yeah. to see what they're coming at you with. Do they have mm-hmm. a weapon? Uh, do they have a shield? Although in my experience, when they start coming at me, if I just punch in that direction, that usually you takes can, care of it. It's actually easier in Bat- than it is in Batman to interrupt an incoming attack. Because technically, a guy with the yellow stink lines over his head, you could mm-hmm, not mm-hmm. punch to interrupt his attack. You had to block. But you can yeah, do that here. True. But there's heavy attacks. There's like all the... And then like they keep implying... I didn't play that much, but there's even more to do. When, oh yeah! We used to... No, you can you can unlock grapples and uh, all kinds of cool stuff. And I feel like just like, something about like a, a fun. and then when you shoot because you know Batman doesn't fire guns, Babyface does, and it plays like a twin stick shooter. Mm-hmm. You run out of ammo. Feels like it fulfills that like Superman joke. Fire your ammo and then throw your gun. You can kill a guy by throwing the, <laughs> an empty gun at his face. Uh, you can also kill them by you can pick up ex- explosive barrels yep. and throw them, and it just basically like 
I got to a point where it's just like, oh, we're introducing the heavy now, and and the heavy will try to grab you, and you have to hit specific buttons to get out of it. And I picked up an exploding barrel and threw it at him, and just like, bam, he's a smear across the room now. Yeah, I, I, it's I, really gross. I got to that first boss and died like twice, but I had a knife in my hand. Like, what if I just run straight towards him? Like, works like it would in real life. Sliced his ass up by not nice. tackling his minions first. Uh, I went right towards him with my knife and really gutted his ass. It's it's weird, man. It's like yeah, Arkham meets Final Fight, uh, but it's isometric it's, style. Yeah, Hotline Miami a little bit going from Hotline room to room Miami for sure. Yeah, beating up a bunch weapon of pickups, unsuspecting thugs. Yeah, the difference is like you won't die the second someone touches you, yeah. uh, and they won't either. But um, yeah, it's it's a lot of fun if you like brawlers, if you if you like games like Sifu and that. But if you like Sifu but wish it was a bit less complicated and fighting gamey, then this is a very fun thing to play, especially if you got Game Pass. I in that conversation, I went and downloaded it. I didn't even know. Wow. Yeah, it's. It, I, I thought it was really great. It's the. I was trying to finish Cult of the Lamb before I started something new, but I can't until the game fixes itself. Um, just cause I. I think I. I you, ever, you, you know when you over-fortify yourself in an RPG, uh, you over-level yourself? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Of course. You, I, I collected, I think, too many villagers, and every time I go into my village, it's like, uh, yeah, we can't load 35 people. This is here to do like 10 to 12, mm-hmm. and it just completely crashes the game, or like makes it uh, one one frame a second, and I have to keep restarting it. It's weird. I'm just saying it's weird, because that's one of my favorite games I played this year. Mm-hmm. I can't finish. Yeah, I did see somebody post a meme that, like, you know, Cult of the Lamb console players have entered the chat, and it's like the Lamb saying, like, you mean you can have more than six people in your temple at once? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Damn it. You can? I I guess on the PC version? Wow! Holy shit. (laughs) What a revelation. I would think my PS5 was up to rendering more than seven flat animal creatures at a time, but whatever. Yeah, with, uh, yes, that move like a, you know, one one tenth of the uh, Cuphead character. Like, mm-hmm. anyway, I don't mean to shit on it, because, like, that shit will be fixed and it'll be a fine game. But it's yeah. just like, I want to finish this and I'm at the very end. And it's like, dude, fuck. I can't make food for people if you have a timing-based cooking mechanic and mm-hmm. uh, you keep stuttering like this. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, other games came out this week. F1 Manager 2022. Hit up a podcast with F1 fans to hear more about that. <laughs> um, Look, man, I, I I like sports. This car shit, weird. That's a All car? I thought, I thought it was the keyboard key this whole time. <laughs> Raising Formula, it like a Tom Formula One It's Formula One racing. Uh, We're going to get the, this the key wheel might, slick. It, it might pop out of my keyboard at any moment. Oh, no. Oh, I, gotta get, oh, I spilled Cheetos on this one key. Oh, never mind. All right. Yeah. yeah. No, uh, uh, yeah. SD Gundam Battle Alliance. I can't believe that series is still ongoing. That's yeah, amazing. The SD yeah. is for standard definition. I wish. <laughs> it means super deformed. Super deformed. Yeah. It's all the bad gun. There's like, a good Gundam like game coming out this year. Like the Matthew Sweet song, wait. Super Deformed. What? Yeah, there's a good Gundam game coming out this year. Mm. It's like a Gundam Battle Royale, and it has all the different, all the different, like, different... Not just different Gundam, but all the different me- uh, mechas in the series. And I'm mm. very excited about that. Mm. Uh, this is not that. No. <laughs> this is an SD Gundam game. Uh, super, SD I, Gundam, I'm amazed that these come out in the U.S. now. Because like yeah. that seemed like this is the most impenetrable yeah. Japanese anime thing imaginable. I where it's just we... like, it's the mecha from Gundam, but they're cute 
uh, personality-filled versions of themselves, and they go on adventures together and have wacky hijinks. I always assumed these Gundam game releases were like DMCA entrapment things that like cops would do. Like, you want a free TV? Ha ha! Warrant, you've been served. You can't fucking get gun. You haven't been able to get Gundam in this country for like years. So like, at go buying the game is basically admitting to piracy. <laughs> because you no, like the whole no, teams. there've been Gundam. Yeah. Gundam has still been Gundam's Iron Blood. Iron coming out in like yeah. the PS3 era. No, I, I, I thought there yeah. was an article like a year or two ago. They finally figured out how to get them here, like on a regular basis. Mm. Uh, well, no. So the game you're thinking about, Super Robot Wars. Uh, if you are a Super Robot Wars fan. You are a criminal and have been pirating stuff. <laughs> Gundam forever. Uh, Gundam's been here forever, but Super Robot Wars. I only say that as someone who now owns three import versions of Super Robot Wars after being introduced to the franchise. I think hearing about it from Cat Bailey and then meeting a friend who was really into it, and then getting Thirty, which was the first one to come out here, but it had always been Japan only. So you're a Super Robot Wars fan, then mm. yeah, you're you're a you're a pirate. Yeah. You have you have done things bad. That that hasn't come out yet as of this recording. Neither has Pac-Man World Repack or Soul Hackers Two. The extent Namco Bandai went to to make a pun in pa- Pac-Man World Repack, I'm like, Repack is kind of a slur. Like it, when we're talking about, yeah, it would be like if Ubisoft made like brought out the 360 unremastered versions of Assassin's Creed 4 and called it another port. And <laughs> it is, I don't know. Like, it is a repack. I do. I also think like pack, you could have called it the, the Pac-Man world pack. Like the, there's the, the Twitter meme when someone, someone fails effortlessly, you smoke the blank pack. So there you go. Feel very old right it now. Could, talking to TL. Don't know what he's talking uh, about. I'm, I will be, as of this episode, I will be four days away from being 36. Jesus says wow. dope is for dope. <laughs> <laughs> Congratulations and happy early birthday. Um, but let's move along to... Obviously, this is just going to be all about uh, Gamescom and Opening Night Live right. because that was a there was a shit ton of stuff revealed during that show. Yeah. It got to be like this is like the return of the king of Jeff Keighley uh, award show things. It's weird because like it kept feeling like okay, it's winding down now. Oh, okay, now we're going to go out on this this thing about the Pokemon car. Oh no, there's there's a whole other segment that we're was, getting into. It was probably too long, but mm. having been around to help plan these events, like they, they somehow always go like half an hour to an hour long and there's nothing you can do about it. You, you, you rehearse and rehearse plan and plan. It just happens. But I think they'll realize that now. Cause I think like, didn't this felt like what E3 wasn't for the most part, yeah. because like, I think mm. uh, Jeff Keighley did something during E3, but Gamescom was already in most global developer schedule. We were already going to do something for Gamescom. We were always already going to be there, and E3 didn't exist, and Jeff Keighley was kind of like, we're going to do our own little E3. So this felt like the big E3 moment. It looks like Gamescom may have even take that mantle if this happens one more year. Uh, mm. Seriously. And the only thing I hate about it is Jeff Keighley puts in advertisements, and I don't like that at all. 
I think that I mean not this is all one big advertisement. That's all I'm oh, yeah. it's, like, <laughs> it's basically what all these are. This is like this is like the MTV of you know like all, all MTV's music videos, MTV from the eighties and nineties, mm-hmm. of course. Uh, all those music videos were just ads for for. But there were like a literal ads in this. Yeah. Okay. It, yeah. <laughs> but I mean, I don't know. I mean, I, like I said, I I'm I'm just like on the on the thing of just like. Uh, <laughs> It's really cool. It's really neat, and it's really great to see like our friends being able to show the work they've been mm-hmm. doing, show it out to the world. But also, it's just it had, and it's just like I can only get so excited. Like it's exciting. The games are coming. I'm hey, happy games are coming. But also, here's the thing I have to recommend. Um, just an odd experience. I almost forgot to vote, so uh, I was watching this in at my polling place a unitarian church it moved uh and i'm watching it on my phone and i always try and make sure to go back and watch it on my tv just with a subwoofer involved it feels bigger and more awesome if you're not watching it on you know on a laptop or your phone try if you care about games maybe watch these streams on a bigger thing really Mm. does feel it it makes the whole situation anyway uh maddie fatty boomaladdy allen was not here uh, to collect the news, so it was on me. And I listed all the Gamecoms, Gamescom announcements in order of my personal importance. I was going to oh. say things that you care yes. about. The, the things that you care yes. about. Okay. Because the only thing that mattered was Killer Clowns from Outer Space is a multiplayer game coming from the Friday the 13th people. And you can't get much more asymmetrical than three versus seven. What? <laughs> no, I don't even think there's ever been a designated category for that. But that's what the game is. A multiplayer Killer Clowns game with a fucking dicky song, which is one of my favorite songs to play during Halloween. Killer mm. Clowns. So, yeah. question. I've never seen the movie Killer Clowns. <gasps> you love it. Because I'm 36, not 50 years old. However. <laughs> um, are 50 years old. He was born 36 years old. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, I mean, I, I've actually, I think this is really cool. I... I just wonder, like, is this an IP that is going to be... Oh, man, I feel awful. I'm not going to say it, actually. I'm very happy you're getting the game. I'm not going to say it's going thing. to be of interest to anyone. I was going to say, like... I was going to say, like, look, Gen Z... Like, Friday the 13th cut on, but Friday the 13th is like, been a... a I agree. A what? thing for years. But you Google know what it Clouds was? You know what it was? What's that? A $15 game. And mm. if you watch the videos that Dave and I made, including the highlight reel, here comes the Jace Jace. It's a multiplayer game that's constantly moving and had a not quite a novel approach to the multiplayer. And kids ended up loving it either because maybe an influencer on YouTube or because it was a cheap game and like people found it and there were it was always active. So that it's from the same people who understand that and like Killer Clowns is an awesome, awesome movie. It is fantastic. It follows every it, beat of an, a normal horror movie, but knows what it is, and it's satirical. But uh, the, the notes are all there. It takes a couple of viewings to, to really appreciate it. Because, it, it, yeah, the first time through, it's like, what the fuck did I just watch? What is this hokey monstrosity? No, and it, then you watch it again, and it's like, oh, no, it's great. It's actually fantastic. Yeah, like, and just that, that, that comedy and horror have kind of the same build mm-hmm. and release. Uh, oh, 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 like that, like they're the only genres that do that. Like to, they're supposed to surprise you and 
ebb and flow, and it just the I think that uh, Kyoto Brothers character designs are timeless. I think they're hilarious. They're gross, wonderful. Hmm. Anyway, don't want to talk too long about any given entry because we have a lot to talk. Yeah, about. no, oh, really, yeah. Uh, and I have yeah. two clips. If you if you're actually reading the notes, Michael, I thought it was interesting from the lead dev of the last GTA, a game called Everywhere. Mm-hmm. They told you nothing, and I very yeah. rarely read normal game press news. And like it, it, it looks like Fortnite, and like Jesus, y'all are idiots! I cannot believe how seasoned I am at this. This looks like GTA Online with a sci-fi setting. That's it. Mm. Uh, car, ships, cities, ecosystem—that's what it looks like. Uh, GTA Online, and uh, I thought other big news was the DualSense Edge PS5 controller. Sony's answers. Mm. To the Xbox Elite thingy, yep, yep. to say nothing of accessibility, <laughs> like uh, I saw that it, it apparently has thumb triggers yeah. now, just just underneath the analog sticks. And my immediate reaction was like, "Great, a new thing to explain to my parents if I ever hand them a controller again." Oh, <laughs> like, but it, but you, I think like because there's like I think like eight extra buttons. So like mm. this will never be standard for games. It's about how you want to program it, paddles. Swappables and the swappable sticks are something for everybody, especially if you have it adrift on your uh, current dual sense. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. You may want to invest in this. I didn't yeah. care, um, but I, I, I do. I did think that accessibility is interesting and new hardware. Yeah, is interesting. Mm-hmm. absolutely. Yeah. Uh, one of my favorite things in the world is Pinocchio, mm-hmm. and you've been you've been living in a Pinocchio hog head the last man. couple of days, man. It's been weird. How many trailers? What three? Three like outside of this? Yeah, it looks like two other Pinocchio, Pinocchio will be nominated for an Oscar. Uh-huh. Uh huh. There'll be the Di- an ungodly the shitty Pinocchio. version one on, on Disney, and I, I don't know if the movie will be shitty. It just looks like ass. Yeah, but, yeah. Well, it, look, it looks like every other Disney quote unquote live action remake yeah. of a beloved animated film. It's like, why is this happening? It I just, I just can't imagine bad. being in a creative industry and like, uh, what does the Disney say? Like, we want to hire you to be creative, but make no creative choices. Everything should mm-hmm. look like it used to, except for real. Yeah. Yeah. And but it's got to have know. Tom Hanks, who's rapidly becoming America's <clears throat> granddad. Can, is, if, I, if Pinocchio doesn't smoke cigars he won't. on a fucking boat he won't. and turn into a donkey, I will yeah. walk out of the we'll theater. Turn into a donkey. Because like, I don't write trailer breakdowns anymore. I watched it mm-hmm. one and a half times. There are two things in that trailer, two shots that aren't a thing from the original Pinocchio. Pinocchio was based. On like a fucking like eighteen volume short story, and and Disney chose this and that. They chose nothing new. They just ch- did the exact same thing. It's, never mind. Sorry, it's about Lies of P. Yeah, the, Lies of P. The Dark Souls Pinocchio uh, game, which looks fucking rad, and it was like I'm already in on this. And then it was just like Game Pass Day One. I'm like, God damn it! It's good to be white. Is that what? The game is? <laughs> Game well, I don't know. You tell me. Is it is like pass. Chris? It just, <laughs> oh, I was and, already and, into this, and they're giving it to me anyway. Oh, yeah. Oh. I couldn't help but notice. I think. I think it was this and uh, the Lords of the Fallen uh, that had <laughs> like you know two Souls likes with glowing blue lanterns. What the fuck? Why is this a, a motif uh, through throughout? Because this? you save at the fire thing, mm. the glowy ball. No, yeah, but you carry it with you, and it oh, does okay. different things. But. Uh, yeah, Lies of P, some of the, the footage, like, had him looking at what appeared to be, like, a real hand with wonder, while his, like, his other hand is still, like, a ro- prosthetic that turns into a rocket launcher. 
And it makes me wonder, like, are they going to do, like, the blood will tell thing, like, referencing an obscure PS2 game based on an Osamu Tezuka animation where it's oh like, my God. it's a samurai with a mostly prosthetic body, and the point of the game is you're defeating all the demons who've stolen his body parts, and each time you defeat one, that body part is restored to you, and uh, your cool prosthetic power gets replaced by an even cooler flesh and blood ability, and it's like, is that what they're going to do? Because that would be pretty neat. That's something... Maybe another game should try once in a while. Right. Um, like uh, add strings to Pinocchio. Mm. The sure. The powerful yes. he gets. <laughs> but he does not. He has no string. Yeah. Why would but you want he, to add them? If he had them, he could use them like monofilament cables and exactly. entwine his enemies with them and tear them to pieces. Spider-Man's web. Yeah. That uh, looks very has, vic- dark and Victorian and gothic. And I'm, I'm, I'm This it. one has a clip. Um and I think it's safe for me to say I, I literally don't care about this game hmm. in any way. But it, it went out of its way to make a giant joke that I just wanted to see if our listeners got from this clip. Monkey Island is uh, set to return, and it's out. Uh, return to Monkey Island? Is that what it's called? Uh, out September yes. 19th, and it has oh, a joke right daring you to pre-order. All right, here we go. But you don't have to wait. You can order it right now, before it's even out. Something we in the marketing industry call a pre-order. As a bonus, I'm ready to unload this shipment of beautiful horse armor to anyone who pre-orders Return to Monkey Island. It'll look fantastic in your inventory. Yeah, and it does nothing. It just sits in your inventory. It does nothing, but like this way, I swear to Christ, this made me like not want to be involved with the game at all, and it had nothing to do with the art style. Uh, fucking mm. internet Nazis. It was just that, like, is this what Ron Gilbert still thinks DLC is? Like, this is a joke, you, <laughs> a fifteen-year-old joke. Yeah, roughly. That. Yeah, but uh, it's, I, I, I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, I was. What... I was surprised when you said, like, is this an Oblivion joke? It's like, what else would it be? <laughs> of course, yeah. It is. No, yeah, that's that's all. Yeah, it, but is. it also it also says that like that's the writer or creator's understanding of what games are, like, uh, and what do you, like. It's not like there's not been good DLC or fucking pre-order bonuses mm. for fuck's sake, yeah. but it just sounds like throwing his weight around to make this stupid fucking. Because I don't think there's a horse in the game. It's just right. no. you'll they, have they, horse armor no. in your inventory. They say very explicitly this will add nothing to the game other than an <laughs> item in your inventory. Yeah, but oh, yeah. I mean, like that's always been like Monkey Island's comedy from like from when I've ex- explored of the game and played of the game. Has been very specifically for fans of Monkey Island. Mm. So, like, yeah, it's not a... I don't think it's a great joke, but those people who love those games are going to love that joke. So, I think he's playing into his audience. I don't know. I don't know. It felt like Dana Carvey hosting the Jimmy Kimmel show this this, this summer. Like, uh, yeah, that Johnny Carson impression, the audience didn't understand. The, <laughs> they don't remember that guy. Yeah. Uh, uh, I, I have to say, after watching the trailer and, and seeing this game in motion for the first time, I don't have a problem with the art style. I have a little problem with the animation style, which yep. seems to have that like sort of flash animation style with like, you know, it's it's like animated paper dolls looks kind of like it doesn't look like, yeah. you know, fluidly animated drawings. I think the people who bullied Ron Gilbert for this fucking miracle that shouldn't have never yes. happened are they fucking suck just underneath Nazis. 
but I also think the art style sucks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't like it. Look, look, I don't have to not like this very proto Newgrounds type art. <laughs> To, to, to not be shitty to Ron Gilbert, right. who's someone who's done some great things in the industry. Exactly. So. Yeah. You're lucky you're yeah. getting this. Yes. And the more you complain and don't buy it, you'll never get it again. Good for you. You yeah. know they're going to buy it. That's yeah. the definition they're, of a nerd boycott, is going out and knows? buying it on day one, but complaining They'll a lot. Probably get it in their stocking from their mm-hmm. fat husband or wife. <laughs> I know you took a stance, but I wanted to make sure you got it. Uh-huh. Um, I thought this was... Kind of incredible news. Tales from the Borderlands is returning, and it's returning yes! in like a matter of weeks. Oh my god! Yeah, Telltale uh, coming back yeah. in a big way this October is this 22nd. A Telltale it's, one, it's, or is it just the other one? That's it Telltale? is. I think it it's is the same in the series. One. It is the Telltale one, yeah. but it's it being developed in house by Gearbox oh, with wow. X Telltale people. Oh, nice. Which I think, I, I think, uh, when I was working in the games industry ten years ago, Borderlands was the biggest fucking new franchise that ever happened and gearbox dropped the ball and didn't make a new game for like how many years like in between the pre-sequel it was like eight years yeah in between the pre well, i mean hmm. well we're getting we got tiny Tina this year we're getting the movie yeah now we're getting oh, yeah. this i i think like i think randy's put down the magic a little bit and it's like uh I, let's let's start to get i think it's the cloverleaf embracer group which i don't yeah. know any faces behind and scares the shit out of me and uh, but like, treat this like a franchise, and like, don't mm-hmm. license this out to a company that may not exist. Make this yourself. You should yeah. have been making this yourself and keeping this franchise going. The Tales from the Borderlands, I think, and I, I'm not a huge fan of it, but like, all of my friends are. And yeah, I, I am. Many like, of the people I know who like Telltale games say, like, this is technically the best Telltale game. By by the time it came out, I remember I was like burned out on Telltale games. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was not a Borderlands fan, so like I did not care about this at all. And then visiting my parents uh, over the holidays, and like I just decided to start playing it on a lark, and I did not put it down until I was done with like every episode because like this is fucking amazing. This yeah. is one of the best written games I've ever played. It has like a lot of really genuinely funny jokes and really genuinely engaging characters. Uh, one of, I remember one of my favorite bits, like, uh, I think it was Athena, like, one of the, the characters from the pre-sequel shows up and, you know, talking to one of the, the new characters, one of the new heroes from Tales from the Borderlands, and she gets way too tragic hero with her dialogue, and you know what, I'll just play a clip that I have. Oh, too bad Sasha wasn't here. She would have loved watching me shoot a thing in the face. My sister felt much the same way about my exploits, until I was duped into murdering her. You are so bad at conversation. I I knew it was weird the moment I said it. You're like the worst at it. Sorry about that. <laughs> no, I'm glad. More tell like more more of those games. Mm-hmm. More right. more more games should be answer- like I I do agree, Chris. I am very afraid of the growing monopoly of all media, especially as companies not in the video games industry right now are deciding, hey, Stuff that we don't like, what if we just got rid of it? So that does make me afraid. However, I also like the blood of, hey, this IP that has like these weird games that normally people wouldn't make. Yeah, we're just going to make them and, you know, check or, them out. Or, I think or that's games a good that like thing. maybe didn't break the bank in the first month of sales, but over the course of eight years, like, Jesus, this is very well received and people keep buying it. That's typically not how the games industry responded to success. It had no way to respond to prolonged success. And I think. 
Tales from the Borderlands might be a good example of that. Like a positive, a bunch of positive feedback and people playing it. This had to return. Notice, no other tell, other Telltale <laughs> franchises returning. <laughs> I, I don't know if that's yeah. true. I think they're reforming somehow. Well, I, I think, don't edit yeah, it out. Uh, the the Wolf Among Us that's supposed to be coming back yeah. for season two. They've we'll see. Yeah, that that is my Wolf highlight for the Telltale back, genre. Yeah. Uh, my my apex. Anyway, I don't really care about this, but I thought it was big news just because it was my huge point I wanted to make in the Saints Row conversation about Deep Silver not being able to, hmm. not being able to handle the AAA franchise very well. Uh, yeah, Dead Island Two is finally coming out February third, twenty twenty three. Almost nine years after it was. <laughs> never no, mentioned again. With, with a great trailer of that guy jogging through LA that I, I think was parodied by Goat Simulator. It was. Yeah. 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 It's never coming out. <laughs> they can put a date on it. It's never coming yeah, out. Well, that, Dead Island 2 is never coming out. That one out. was weird because like it was being developed by Jaeger, which had previously done Spec Ops The Line. Mm-hmm. And I think everyone was excited. And then something fell through and they got booted off the project. And it's just been in limbo ever since then. So like... The idea that like it's limbo, man. It's coming out and it's sticking with the premise of like zombies in L.A. But that's that's the totally weird. Like when Jeff Keighley announced, like it's finally here, Dead Island. Like, um, and I was just like, great, a way to kill zombies. Mm-hmm. What the fuck? Like, Dead Island has been left behind as an IP. Like yeah. it is. Uh, I maybe the game will be great. I yeah. don't know, but like I, its name means nothing to me, I, and it financed most of the recording equipment. I'm I'm, I'm recording. That's true. Right I'm about to say, why don't you yeah. you know Deep Silver like, hey, <laughs> full disclosure, new, new Dead Island. You need a new Dead Island uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> trailer. We can we can do that. Um, my favorite thing about the original Dead Island was the fact that I could carry a bunch of swords and knives and throw them, and they would mm-hmm. stick into zombies, and I could just. If I was quick, I could just run up and pull them back out of the zombies and yeah. throw them again mm. and just keep hitting them with the same thing. Dead um, Island was the best worst game I've ever played. Yeah. I, I was about to say, I'm, to I'm going to make a, make a confession. I've, I've seen your guys' Dead Island short. I have literally never played the game. <laughs> I, lived, <laughs> um, I don't know if it's a It was a good difficult game. to weigh in on at the time, but mm. it's, it, it's, it's like a great B game. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. Uh, it doesn't aspire to be a AAA game, so like... I think they were foisted into a position they couldn't possibly achieve anything with. Yet now their company is owning Saints Row, and uh, but yeah, I, uh, I but, do uh, think I, I did see something that the developers are you know they want to make zombies fun again, and so mm-hmm. it's like that means that they are acknowledging that zombies are boring now. Yeah, you kind of we've kind of done everything we can with zombies. Dead Rising, uh, Dying Light, like there, there's been a ton of stuff where like it's just not novel anymore. Because I remember like ten years ago, I was like seeing a girl, I'm like, "What are you into? Zombies?" And like, "Do you want to yeah. be more specific?" There's just so much that covers. <laughs> Granted, it's still more represented than the open world crime genre. I'll move hmm. on. It was a huge yeah. fan. It's been fad. It's been overdone. But, it's uh, been overdone. Yeah. I, I don't For know years. what this can do. And, it, and like, I don't know if a trailer can achieve what Dead Island... Do people even remember the Dead Island 1 trailer? How that, like, blew the internet's mind? That people mm. gave a trailer they ne- for an IP they'd never heard of two minutes and shared it with everybody? You, you had grown men who were like, I can't watch this, I'm a parent. Yeah. 
I don't remember the Dead Island one trailer. It was it, you know it was a it was a cinematic trailer, so no in game footage of a little girl slowly becoming a zombie backwards in sl- yeah. in slow motion. Oh, I don't know why I don't remember that. It, I dude, remember the jogging trailer. Yeah, it begins with but her I, like you know flying up from being thrown out a window. It was it yeah. was an art. It was like. Following in whatever mold the Gears of War marketing team did with the goddamn Donnie Darko music. And it elevated Dead Island to a much bigger game than it was supposed to be. And that's why they came to people like us. Like, we'll pay you money to market this. Because, like, this is way cheaper than making the game better. (laughs) 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 Millions of people have watched this trailer and expecting something amazing. And, like, the game is, it's fine. But it's, you know. Yeah. It's fine. I, I think I think the difference. This is how I can market like how long it's been since Dead Island One, and Dead Island Two. I went from not being in the games industry to being in the games industry covering that Dead Island Two trailer mm-hmm. to now having been out of the game industry for three years. So like, but I also, I also yeah. want to say like um I, I I know it may be a factor of me being old, but mm. the trailer took the internet by storm. The second game Dead Island Two trailer was hilarious like it was yeah totally it's a really different, good trailer but like non-indicative of gameplay hilarious this one was like the least interesting but still pretty good i just do you still think of trailers like that where like you see a trailer like whoa this animated movie makes me mm. really excited for this game yeah. <laughs> is CG that a g trailer is that just me being old or has that happened to you recently uh i don't feel um, like that much anymore I don't think I've seen a trailer where I've just been like, "Holy shit! Okay, I need to play this." Mm. Not, not like not like a cinematic trailer. Like right. it, it, if I see a gameplay trailer, totally. that will indicate to me like, "Okay, I need to dive in more." Or this is like that's the reason why I got Elden Ring because I saw mm. like some of the gameplay footage. I was like, "Oh yeah, oh this game I would have never touched." Those trailers really did nothing for me. Not one. Yeah, thing. yeah. But it was the gameplay footage. I was like, "Okay, this looks very interesting." So I don't think trailers do anything for me, but also it's weird. They're it, it, not because I, I, I was don't excited. Also, From Software's got a new game coming out, and here's a release date. I'm excited, but the the footage yeah. of the cinematics, I don't care. I don't care at all. But I don't think the cinematics are for people. Like I think it's, I, I think it's also with us having seen a lot of them, and like you're kind of, it's the wrestling business. Mm-hmm. You know how the sausage is made, brother. Maybe. So like you, you you see the trailers, you're like, but, yeah, I mean, that's that's, that's, that's indicative of all old people who've seen more stuff than young people. Yeah. You, yeah, I'm pretty sure there's a kid who's going to watch that Dead Out or Probably. watch any of these trailers Loses and be mind. like, oh, this is so great. Loses mind. Yeah. Have no idea why I get drunk and cry to the eight minute Cloud Atlas trailer for a movie I don't really mm. like that much, but trailer I love. I was about to say, like, Lose that tra- tears. Yeah. Mm. Uh, uh. M- moving on, because Michael looks bored. Sonic Frontiers is out on November 8th, uh, and the, that trailer showed a not only a shitload of story content and a new enemy, but like, I don't know. I thought been a lot of shitty reactions yeah. to the mm. what Sonic Frontiers is or isn't and it's just like well here's a fuckload of worlds beyond the one we've shown you already deserts beaches cities like uh yeah I don't know how this is going to work but I'm kind of excited to see how it unfolds here's what I'm going to say I'm mm. going to say this and I'm, I'm saying this as me as TL mm-hmm. people have been really shitty about Sonic Frontiers because everyone Everyone who has any kind of backing online wants to make sure that they have no optimism for a Sonic game that's in three-dimensional space after ever since Sonic 06. 
It's not Sonic 06. This game looks really good and it looks really fun. No one's telling me to say this. It looks fun. You can be okay. It's okay to look forward to the game. You don't have to overhype it. You don't have to say this is the greatest game I, experience. I, I think you that... You look at it and you look as good. You know, the, the idea of the Sonic hype cycle is so set in people's minds that... Yeah. Uh, yeah, and, and yeah, I, I understand you don't want to get your hopes up for something that is going to dash them, but keep an open mind. Yeah. That's all that's needed. You don't have to get excited for it. You don't have to hate it. Just I'd, see I'd what rather, it does. I'd rather, as much as Sonic Mania I thought was amazing, like, Sonic doing something different that's amazing would be way better than another Sonic Mania. Sorry. Yes. Yeah. Like, no, the, you're absolutely right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I love that game, but you're absolutely right. I don't need another 2D Sonic. I mean, I, I I could I could eat those forever, but it would be more interesting for him to do something new and fun, and this looks new and fun. Anywho, yeah, this one has a clip. Justin Roiland's game, High on Life, I think. Love it. What is an aliens literally get high on humans and come to Earth to smoke us to death? Yeah, and it and you become a bounty hunter. It it struck me as like this is like a parody of the Prey Two that never happened. Where like yeah. you're an abducted human and you get free and become a bounty hunter in in in, in alien worlds or whatever, um, but yeah, okay. And there's uh, talking guns that sound like Morty, and I think I hate it. Here's the clip. I'll slice in the fucking dick. I'll cut their fucking heads off. I'll fucking I'll rip their limbs. I'll fucking do everything. Oh, I'm gonna fucking cut right into them. I'll cut their fucking asshole off and eat it. You know this sludge matches your toxic personality. Fuck off. That wasn't even a good one. Anyway. I love Damn, Justin I re- Roiland. I love Rick mm-hmm. and Morty. I love Solar Opposites. I got mad N64 South Park vibes off of this shit. Like, uh, yeah. Remember when you open up that game, like, oh my gosh, the real voices, and they're being funny mm-hmm. and cursing, and then like 20 minutes later, and like, they're just going to keep saying the same shit over yeah. and over again? Oh my god. Do I have to keep playing this? I'm, I'm pretty sure that that was the, uh, whoever did the, the Rick voice for that Australian uh, Rick and Morty short. Was like, we got to right. go to Bendigo, Morty. <laughs> I saw people complaining about it. I think Kotaku has a headline like the quip guns are super cringe. And like my response to that is like, look, I'm not buying a game from Justin Roiland because I think it's going to be revolutionary and provide a lot of entertaining gameplay. I'm buying it because I find him entertaining and I want it's, to it's, see what he's doing. It's true. But his previous games have been kind of what do you call it? On rails guided paths. Mm-hmm. So the idea of this being like open world, like, do you have enough funny to merit what? And, and just watching how like there's just moments of silence and a random quip will come in. Like, mm-hmm. I bet that happens five thousand times when you play the game, and it'll Probably. be really fucking annoying. Probably I... most of the game is uh, like the the space on the disc, assuming it's physical, is going to be just people talking. <laughs> Yeah, I do hope I do. What I what I'm what I am hoping on is you did bring up Solar Opposite. That wasn't a big joke. Like, oh man, I would I love, love to play Solar, Solar Opposite. Mm-hmm. But some of my favorite bits of Solar Opposite have been the wall. Yeah, which <laughs> there are like not a lot. Is it's like it's, there's jokes, but not a lot of them. And there is a lot of just silent. Like if this game is just the wall, <laughs> you know, with like a couple like quippy guns. That's a great 2D I'm game just in. right now. Like Andy Daly yes. and versus Alfred Molina in a wall game for Solar Opposites. Oh. Goddamn. It's so, mm. oh, the wall is so good. Oh, yeah. oh the wall is so good. <laughs> uh, and then, um, unlike HBO Max, you'll be getting Batgirl in a few weeks. Uh, mm. Gotham Knights is going to hit <laughs> uh, four days early on October 
I really misspelled that. Holy shit. 21st. Yeah, for sure. You you can't see Batgirl, apparently, if you are a uh, WB exec. Because hmm. they're, they're showing it before it gets killed. Oh, wow. I, <laughs> I, I, I saw the thing about like the director trying to download some footage of it, and he's like, I went onto the servers, and the entire uh, movie had been wiped. I sadly couldn't yeah. get a bonus time up to Patreon, but like, as far as I know, the reality of that HBO Max situation is, if they take a $90 tax L on that movie, it can mm-hmm. never be seen. It can mm-hmm. be smuggled out yeah, uh, yeah. And, and leaked, but like they can't ever show that uh, mm-hmm. without some kind of legal or financial penalty right uh yeah so idiots never gonna happen idiots <laughs> all of hbo max and Warner Bros. just release Can I, I cannot movie. believe the fucking the dc universe is in the is are in the hands of the pimple poppers execs mm-hmm. what we've yeah. made 90 Speaking seasons of... of nothing with just a couple of uh <laughs> quintuplets why can't you do that <laughs> with, with doom patrol like Speaking of 90 Day Fiancés, Dune Awakening announced uh, a World Dune Awakening. Dune Awakening. (laughs) I said Dune. You did. I said Dune Awakening. Yeah. Dune Awakening's announced an open world MMO from Funcom. Beta registration is open now. And uh, didn't have any clips of anything else. Quantic Dream takes French French accents where they belong under the sea uh, with Under the Waves from your favorite Detroit... become human under the waves i under the I, waves. please david cage if you do anything give me an underwater malcolm x wow <laughs> you, you gave us a robot wow. you gave us a robot rosa park i want an underwater <laughs> malcolm x <laughs> That's all I want. we didn't land on this cadillac coral <laughs> <laughs> One of these days, I wouldn't. I, I, I'm half tempted to replay Detroit, but rather than going for all the pacifist options at all times, like go for the most destructive evil yes. options. Go for yeah. go for whatever's in the viral sensation. Frank Drebin in Detroit Come Human. Just just put that in your YouTube's. It was fucking hilarious. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, I, my favorite takeaway was the Friends versus Friends game. A yeah, that looks really, really interesting card based shooter that reminded me of how much I loved uh, Neon White mixed with like playing a 3D shooter cartoon where you're firing at alligators and tigers anthropomorphic lions and tigers with yeah. Hawaiian shirts on. One of whom looks like the alligator character from Lethal League Blaze, if I remember right. I don't know what that is. Hmm. Yes, you are right. It does look like the character from Lethal League. And then I yeah. just had fun writing the headline Lords of the Fallen 2 has fallen to the Lords of the Fallen. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Lords of the Fallen 2... Not unlike Final Fantasy uh, 13 Dirge of Cerberus. I don't remember. I remember when it just became 15. First off, this is a sequel <gasps> no one was asking for. Yeah. yeah. And, like, this is like one of the first Dark Souls likes. And, you know, Souls likes, and it was like, yeah, this is just really hard. That's mm. what it thinks a Souls like should be. Um, and, I mean, I, I'm, I'm quoting people. I've never actually played it. But, uh,. Yeah, that is weird. Like, it's just the Lords of the Fallen now. Like, you don't get to do a the reboot after one sequel unless you're Suicide the, Squad. Damn it, I was about to make the same joke. Yeah. <laughs> yeah the Suicide Squad. Uh, one of my, in my favorite, because Jeff Keighley is a weird guy, decided to let Hideo Kojima announce his podcast. And I love the idea of a mm. non-English speaker, speaker announcing a podcast on an English stream. That's a great mm-hmm. idea. Um, yeah. I, I don't 
know if people know what podcasts are, but tell me how the <laughs> Kojima podcast is, because um, I'm not going to listen. I mean, to it. I don't. If he's just going to, because it's both in Japanese and English. I know. If he's just going to, if he's just going to do episodes where he talks about developing Snatcher, I'm there. Sure. At least for that episode, That'd be great. I just want to hear about Snatcher. It's probably it's probably going to be exactly like following him on That'd Twitter. Where he just I, talks I about his favorite movies. Involved talk about wrestling matches I never liked. Yeah. I went to see Top Gun Maverick. It was amazing. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, uh, a Pokemon car was announced, and I feel like there's some kind of ethical police that should come for Jeff Keighley. If ethics in games journalism was ever important, like sort of closing the show with a goddamn Pokemon car, mm-hmm. should I mean, be getting more shit. This, this is the Dorito King. That's the thing. He, that I, th- I thought he was closing the show, and it's like, okay, this is winding down, right? Like, no, there's a bunch more after this. Yeah, yeah but, I mean, there, there's a bunch more after it, but I, I couldn't believe how, like, samey it all was. An apocalypse. Open world. You're a guy with mm-hmm. a bald head. They had several yes, logos. Yes, wonderful. There were Bring two logos that looked exactly the same, because I don't think anybody was talking on an E3 level. Uh, mm. Yeah, mm. stranded. And what was the other one? I can't remember. That's Gamescom. Yeah, there was a lot. Also, um, Callisto Protocol got a showing. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. That looked pretty neat. Um, yeah, and it was just more gameplay footage. Gameplay. I think maybe a release date in December, December, December second. That sounds familiar. Um, um, but yeah, we we were talking about it with Matt, who, full disclosure, uh, previously worked on that game. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it's like what what is with the like every one of these trailers ends with your own gory death, <laughs> like the main character getting torn apart in interesting ways. And like yeah, well no, we want to show it off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm I'm ready for games to get gross again. So there's I'm not mm-hmm. trying to be cynical to Callisto or Dead Island or Dead Island Two. Um, yeah, games haven't been as gross as I'd like them to in a while. Mm-hmm. Please use that. Uh, extra console power to yeah. make things grow. I will say The Expanse also looks good. Uh, yes. Another Telltale series game. From uh, the from the pedig... Oh, no, that is Telltale proper. That is Telltale yes, proper. Yeah. Right. right. Yes. Resurrected. Sorry. Yeah. I didn't mean to... I almost correct... I almost mansplained yeah. this to TL and he corrected <laughs> in the beginning. <laughs> uh, but yeah. Uh, the Expanse looks really cool. So, I mean, it's... What a great time for video games. Um, and also Dead Island 3... Dead Island 2 is never coming out. Yeah. You will get Dead Island three before you get Dead. But yeah, so there's like a lot of really super gory trailers in this, and that's why it really surprised me with the Dead Island two trailer. That like you're showing so much gore in this. Why are you putting this like nope sensor sticker over the footage? Like when a zombie grabs a dude's head or whatever. Like yeah, I thought they were. They, I, I get it. I'm sure somebody had a problem with it and some kind of restriction. But Probably the stuff in the cinematic trailer was just as gross. You put the stock of a gun yeah. through the skull of a living thing. Yeah, slowly. But a, well, a quote-unquote living thing. Okay, a moving thing. Um, but yeah, I, I think I think it, what it really boils down to is they just you know advertised an uncensored version and they wanted people to go see that, so they put the stickers right. in there. Like it's, I can't imagine it's covering up anything grosser than what else was in that trailer. Yeah, there couldn't be anything grosser than that cinematic mm-hmm. trailer. That was the only, like, top... I didn't hate the cinematic trailer for Dead Island 2. I don't want to say that. I just think it's the least interesting Dead Island trailer that's ever happened. Hmm. But that's still, because there were two stellar trailers. Yeah, it's the still best a pretty good trailer, trailer, but, you know... Yeah, it's still it's a pretty good three. trailer, yeah. but it was gross as fuck, and, like, what could you not show? There were, like, brain nuggets on the stock of that guy's gun as he pulled it up in slow motion. Mm-hmm. I don't get it. Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, that's all the news that's fit to play. Um, but let's move on to the community segment, which is always segmenting the community. Last week's question of the week was, what's your favorite fictional sport from pop culture? 
and why. Uh, TL, you weren't here last week. Do you have a favorite fake sport? Uh, sure. If we're talking about all pop culture, not yes, all pop limiting culture. it to games, uh, my favorite uh, fictional sport is Blurns Ball. Uh, no one knows how the fuck it works. I see you it are a man of does. culture as well. <laughs> yes, Blurns <laughs> Ball rules. I've just been, I've been recently going through Futurama, and I was yeah, just like, right. yeah, no, Blurns Ball fucking rules. It's yeah. a, it's a, it's a ridiculous sport, and it makes no sense. Like, it's better than like saying Quidditch yeah, or like man. one of these fake sports that, like, yeah, they're a fake sport, but like, it's not like yeah, really. Nothing cool. you just said makes any sense except for the word "blurn." <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, so great. Uh, um, well, on the official, or sorry, on VigiGamePocalypse.com, Vocalic was the first answer and says Vocalic. I don't know. My favorite fictional sport has got to be Griffball from Halo. It's basically kill the carrier, a nicer name for Smear the Queer, except you have gravity hammers to take them out with. And if the carrier gets a goal, they explode anyway because the ball is a bomb. Yeah, I've had some fun with Griffball. Hmm. Nothing too crazy. Giant Shortstack says, Did you guys pretty much mention every game I would have had included, including Death Row? Let me elaborate on one of them honorable mentions. Super Monday Night Combat was everything MOBA should be. Dota and League perverts log off and touch grass. <laughs> uh, the, the genre was never meant to uh, stay with RTS controls. The uh, original Dota controlled like dog shit because it was a mod for Warcraft 3. Putting the camera behind your character and giving the, char- uh, the players direct control does so much more for the over- overall flow of gameplay. Uh, characters with melee weapons can roll to roll to jump pads and land behind enemy lines with a three-point superhero landing. Grapples could throw people out of the arena to their death. Matches usually take about half as much time as Dota or League sometimes, going as short as 15 minutes. The longest game I've ever I was ever in was 68 minutes. Good grief! In the last 12 minutes, it uh, consisted of games only spawning jackpot. It looks like the competition between two teams of X-Men to see who could kill it and endless parade of Sentinels longer. A lack of marketing money, botched landing, and unbalanced matchmaking is what stopped the moment-to-moment gameplay of SMNC from making Uber Entertainment all the esports money uh, 2012 had to offer. I don't know if I feel the same way. So Super Monday Night Combat Mm -hmm. was one of the first big games I actually ever covered, and I did not care for it. (laughs) I, I thought it was... I thought it was a really good idea. It just never gelled with me. Um, I, I loved it for not not for very long, though. I think I see what you're saying. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because like I said, that was the first. I think we were covering that over at Front Towards Gamer. We had like a lot of stuff for covering that, and it just never. But, but like it sports, it made the, the little things you do to win stuff feel important with its presentation. True. Um, True. Yeah. Sorry, I just ran back downstairs. I'm kind of out of breath. A man riding a woman riding a remote bike says the you guys steamrolled over Blood Bowl. Damn it. Hmm. Uh, the game of fantasy football, get it? Uh, where different races have different traits. Oh my god, what? <laughs> we gotta we gotta we gotta find a better word for that uh, than races. Orcs, elves, humans, yeah. Okay. No, no, I yeah. get that. Yeah, oh my but god, we gotta I, get a better word. I was word like, oh that. my god, but then I remembered like <laughs> Super Dodgeball has that too, so okay. Yeah. Uh yeah, you've got basic ass humans, obnoxiously slow, but devastating chaos warriors. I'm not gonna Sigmar <laughs> Dam Sigmar Damned? 
Michael, come on, help me Sig- out. Sigmar <laughs> damned elves. I'm no, you've encountered this word for the first time too. Just admit yes. that. Okay. <laughs> this should elves. you should come with a glo- thesaurus when you uh, with the ninja things. bullshit and more. Leveling up your dudes into a dream roster is actually pretty fun. Uh, being a turn-based strategy game, it has more in common with XCOM than it does with Madden. There's actually an active uh, BB2 league run by some LTC members whose names I can't remember because I'm a bad friend. <laughs> I will say Madden can be as much of a turn-based strategy game as you would like it to be. I almost uh, did it today. I had like 20 free minutes and like, oh, I'm entitled. Cause I just upgraded to Ultimate like a month ago. I'm entitled to 10 free hours of Madden. I should just try this to make sure Matt and uh, TL never talk about this again. I didn't do it <laughs> It, I will always. It will be. I will be here for Madden 2024 next year. I will always talk about Madden. Could I love that my, game? Not being able to name an active football player. No. Do I love that game? No. <laughs> it's it's aggressively fine. Uh, they are not fun. Fine. I I someone made the point. Madden hasn't been a a, a what would you consider a good video game since Madden 2005, which was wow. also the last year. Of NBA of of, of NFL two thousand two uh, K five, guess what happened yeah, after that? Monopoly. As we talk about monopolies, EA said, "Hey, instead of making instead of competing against a better game that was only twenty dollars in two thousand five wow, money, right. we'll just we'll just get rid of it and pay the NFL an ungodly amount." They were pay- and and Sega was playing paying the ESPN license too for a game they that was were. twenty bucks. That game, twenty dollars, had a had a robust uh, uh, season mode that also included Chris Berman, like after every week, doing a play by play highlight of like all the games in that week to make it feel like you were watching ESPN. Yeah. So like they would actually pull, and if you played the season and like simulated games, they would generate like plays to happen for from the like the NPC games in that cut in that footage. It was a really special game. It was a really special game. Wait, how about from the official Lazy Time, face, uh, Time Community yeah. Facebook and Facebook? Uh, well, Matthew LeGrave on the official Lazy Time Community on Facebook says, My favorite fictional sport is a web-based browser game called Blazeball. Blazeball. Blaze. I don't know. Blaze it's ball. spelled with an Blaze. S. It's, uh, it's Blazeball, Michael. Blaze ball. I'm well aware with Blazeball, yes. Fair enough. It's a dark <laughs> comedy horror game. That simulates a baseball season every week. You pick a favorite team with names like the Canada Moist Talkers, Kansas City Breathmints, and Breckenridge Jazz Hands, and bet on the outcomes of games in order to win votes that can be spent on elections that change the rules of baseball. You can vote to trade or re-roll the stats of players or vote to win various perks like giving your players dirt blood or making a random (laughs) player on your team spicy with a capital S. What does that mean? You won't know until after the election. Figuring out what all the perks and systems do is half the fun and usually dangerous especially since players can die or be trapped in other dimensions. Each season's storyline is the other half of the fun. Season 1 saw the league overtaken by an eldritch god in the form of a peanut who trapped players in peanut shells to do its bidding. Season 2 introduced a hypercapitalist coin who introduced all sorts of dangerous and confusing rules to bring in more profit and turn teams against each other. Season three starts late this year, and I can't wait to see what. This they is the next. most interested I've been in a game from a comment 
in my entire life. And if they get... Oh, hmm. baseball fucking kicks ass. First of all, Miami Dale forever. Dale forever. What is it? Say it Second, again. <laughs> Miami, the Miami Dale. Dale. Dale? Yes, Miami Dale. There are three players that are... Uh, one of the players on the Miami Dale is Mr. Worldwide. And the owner is Mr. 305. <laughs> baseball, tremendous game. <laughs> tremendous game. Love if they, if they ever get Brockmire DLC, I, that, I w- oh man, the future. Uh, the foul ball signal makes for a real snug butt plug shoved up your ass. Uh, uh, yeah, holy shit. Yeah, baseball rules. Uh, holy shit. Dan I, we didn't have time to mention oh, it, but like, did you read that article mm-hmm. about um, the Reddit people pretending Arkham World was a real game that had been released and talking about their favorite <laughs> moments from it and then man you that's what this feels like the, the, you hmm. telling me about Blazeball okay but so Blazeball the thing with Blazeball is a lot of the people from Blazeball are like people from like Homestruck do you know anything about Homestruck My Homestuck yes uh, Homestuck excuse me yeah yeah, yeah yeah well I know I I'm familiar with the original, like the early days of the comic strip, but um, mm. yeah, the the fandom completely eludes me. Yeah, this is like that kind of fandom stuff. It's really great. You have to you have to pull up a wig, unfortunately. Mm. It's one of those games where you have to pull up a wig. Yeah. Uh, Dan Emmerich oh. says all these fictional sports and no matching of wrestling. No, Dan, because wrestling is a, a real sport. It's the realest sport, actually. Wall <laughs> um, as VGA's unofficial arcade rat, I want to call out a 1990s uh, coin op from Konami based on a TV show called Roller mm-hmm. Game, ah, yes. which was Roller Derby, which was a roller derby with wannabe wrestling drama on top of it. It was later ported to the NES, not because it was a hit, but I think just because everyone involved believed this was the next WWE yep. or WWF, excuse me, Daniel. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> and they pre-licensed the hell out of it. I'm just going to interject and say <laughs> the game that was on NES was not a port of the arcade game. It was an action The brawler. arcade game looks insane. Yes. <laughs> it looks like you're playing on a record. It's <laughs> kind of, yeah. <laughs> that said, having played, having spent some time with the arcade game, punching and kicking and jumping while skating is frantic and enjoyable once you learn its mechanics, including trying to hit a high zone on a special banked wall at the beginning of the round before leaping off a ramp and into the main area. After that, it's just beating the shit out of people while moving. Like streets of like skates of rage while earning points for your team. Like a lot of sports games, it gets more fun with two human players. It's one of the only games I can think of where the players move from right to left on the screen, not the other way around. It's notable in the first round is male players and second round is female players which was definitely not represented in wrestling no. games at the time. I, 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 I'm uh, trying to remember the decade where female wrestlers appeared in wrestling games. Uh, the first female wrestler in a wrestling video game would have been um, the WWF Raw is War. I mean, not Raw is War. WWF Warzone for the PlayStation, yes. Uh, and that was China. Um, when you start getting wrestlers outside of China, that would have been... So in WWE, WWF WrestleMania 2000... Uh, there is one character that is a female wrestler, but all the different... It's one female wrestler, but all the different female wrestlers are a different skin for mm. her. 
And then in No Mercy is the first wrestling game where you actually have a roster of people. You weren't even finished with Dan's comments. <laughs> <laughs> um, Williams even made a pinball machine wow. based on the roller game <laughs> designed by the great Steve Ritchie. Inexplicably, with GamePro logo in the back glass, <laughs> never did uh, never did learn the whole story behind that, but I suspect it was a paid sponsorship. Anyways, thanks to whoever reads this on the show, as you probably will do it in less time than I ever would. Yay, fake sports! Ha ha! You were mistaken, Dan. I took that aside to talk about wrestling, so you're wrong. If you think Dan's the only participant on VGA uh, to make a comment... This one I saw and I thought was wonderful. <laughs> Can I read it? Chris yeah. Baker, who's not me. Um, he's mm. a better version of me. Uh, <laughs> when I was about 10, the coolest thing in the world to me was Alf. Hey! Uh, a year or so uh, into the show, I saw some trading cards for sale and decided to put my hard-earned 40 cents towards a pack. I was expecting cards based on scenes from the TV show... And that's mostly what the cards were. But there was also an apparent sports card in the pack for something called Boolea Baseball. Mm-hmm. Featuring art I had never seen uh, of some random Elmackian playing something that wasn't quite baseball. Uh, there was very little explanation provided here for Boolea Baseball, what Boolea Baseball actually was. And I kind of respect that tops didn't feel the need to spell it out as fandom describes it. It resembled baseball, but instead of throwing a ball, fish parts were thrown. Boolea base. Boolea base, people. I'm not even sure. Yeah. I'd, like, who would have gotten that as a kid? Uh, that's the, I didn't. Yeah. I remember that. And it's like, bully baseball? What the fuck is yeah, that? Yeah, I think it was mentioned on the show and in the comics. Uh, back Baker. I was holding sports memorabilia for one of its players in my hand. A pretty meta concept for some 1987 licensed material from a TV show. The backs of the cards actually had stats included at, at bats, at bats, scoops, and splats. Gordon Gordon Shumway slash Alf's card even points out that he led the Melmac the Melmac orbiters in carp forking. What were scoops, splats, and scar- carp forking? I have no idea, uh, and now I'm kind of disappointed. The Sega Master System Alf uh, game wasn't a reskin of Reggie Jackson's baseball that explains <laughs> these things. Now that I'm down, uh, uh, now that I'm down uh, this bullia baseball rabbit hole, a couple more things. Apparently, Marvel Alf comics feature the sport in some way in issue 22, uh, and I'm oddly tempted. Uh, I'm now getting the pun because every ten year old know every ten year old knows what bullia base is. It's French fish stew. It's French fish stew. <laughs> he included on the <laughs> Facebook group all these pictures of all these cards. Hilarious, hilarious, hilarious. hilarious. Yeah. Great. Um, all the more reason to join the official Laser Time community on Indeed. Facebook. We also got some Twitter answers. Uh, first was uh, from at Jeff BTW, who says, Blurns ball, multi ball, multi ball, multi ball, blam, blurn. And uh, since that was so short, I feel compelled to read the next one from Shy Guy Fieri, who says, Everybody strap in. I'm about to open some fucking windows. I like Blitzball. That's right. Like Matt, I am also a Blitzball-loving Chad. In fact, I played it recently. With Final Fantasy 16 and the next part of FF7 Remake on the horizon, I've been on a Final Fantasy bent lately and just finished up Final Fantasy X HD. I don't get what people's problem with Blitzball is. It sucks. It's better than most of the other mini-games in this series, mm. including the Chocobo mm. Racing side quest you have to do nope. to get Tidus' Celestial <laughs> Weapon. 
Did somebody hit my bird in the head or something? Why can't that fucker run straight? I'd rather stick my dick in a blender than do that shit again. Anyway, I will admit that the first time you play Blitzball, the only time it's required to progress the story, it kinda sucks because you are stuck with the default team. They're basically the Final Fantasy equivalent of Kyle's cousin from South Park. But after that... (laughs) After that, you can recruit dozens of other players from all over Spira. I love finding the best players, leveling them up, and teaching them new techniques. Speaking of techniques, I got the jet shot for Titus right off the bat, because as I said before, I am a Chad. (laughs) Blitzball itself is basically like a sports RPG. There's a lot of strategy involved in where you put players and how you use them based on their stats. Also, playing in a giant sphere of water is just awesome. I wish we had giant spheres of water in real life, but since that would involve both science and joy... The Republicans would just block it. Just play water polo, which is just <laughs> as shitty as Blitzball, and you don't have to be completely submerged. Blitzball sucks. It slows down a game that's already I, slow. I, 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 but and I think that's just, what he's talking mm, about. Like when they mandatorily mm. make you play this like pretty robust mini game, it, it's mm. hard to wrap your head around and slows down your Final Fantasy experience. Yeah, I, I think I never, I never no, played it again after that first attempt. And no, that I, part was awful. I, I, I one hundred percent did all of the Blitzball oh, wow. stuff. I think it's, I think the, I think like the team management stuff, not great. Like Yakuza does a better team management. This team sucks. You got to win thing outside of Blitzball. Blitzball sucks. It's there's a reason why it's vilified. It is not fun. <laughs> all right. <laughs> Uh, finally, we have a couple of video responses. The first is from E. Hyundai, who says, Are you ready, ready? Are you ready for some Minecraft, actually? <laughs> My question of the week answer is a game created by the Minecraft community a few years back known as Spleef. Uh, the objective of Spleef is to be the last man standing, basically. Uh, two people enter. You're standing on a... Uh, a field of snow blocks above a river of lava and you all are only armed with shovels and your goal is to dig the snow out from under your opponent's feet and not die and it is incredibly tense very exciting i haven't played it in fucking years but what a game what a what a fictional sport yeah yeah let's, let's go sports <laughs> <laughs> thanks e hyundai yeah, it was awesome. Uh, we also have one from Mike Amari who says... Uh, for me, the answer is really easy, and that is, of course, The Running Man. When most people think yeah. of The Running Man, though, they think of the movie, the Arnold Schwarzenegger bombastic, uh, colorful action movie uh, that everyone has seen in the 80s. That's not what I want to talk about. What I want to talk about today, actually, is the book version of The Running Man, uh, mm-hmm. written by Stephen King under oh, the name yeah. of Richard Bachman. The Running Man is a short novel that doesn't take place in this big arena like American Gladiators. It's a man who's our marked man, the running man, put out into the United States at large. There's posters of him everywhere. There's his picture put out on TV. And everyone in the United States is a contestant. They're all looking for him. And he has to try to survive as long as he can. Uh, if he survives by the time limit, he wins the money. If you call on a tip and it's you get a sighting, you get a little bit of money. If you get a tip and they get contact with him, you get a little more money. If your tip leads to him getting killed, you get the most money. So you have all of these people everywhere in the United States looking for him and looking to get that call that gets him killed so they can get that money. It really is this wonderful commentary on just how bleak it can be when everyone's looking to get rich and to get famous which is really what this book is talking about. 
It's much more of a social commentary. Uh, keep in mind also that Ben Richards not an escaped convict in this one. In this one, Ben Richards, a person who has a sick daughter and he can't afford her medicine. That's why he's on the show. This is something that is a little too familiar for a lot of us. And quite honestly, this is the dystopian future we're all afraid we're heading toward. Honorable mention goes to Death Race 2000, the original yes. Roger Corman production. If you haven't seen that already, you really should. It's brightly colored cars getting blown to shit, and you have Sylvester Stallone in this wonderfully goofy role. Um, thanks for listening to me, guys, and I'll be with you again next week. Uh, Death Race 2000 has what might be my favorite line in any movie ever of all time, and it's a spoiler to say it, but the line is, Mr. and Mrs. President Frankenstein. <laughs> yeah. That's rad. I, it it I literally say, could not be worse. I will say, uh, I also, I did say Blair's Ball. A lot of people say Blair's Ball. I also want to do quick shout out to the weird robot roller skate sport from Alita Battle Angel. Ooh. That that sport was rad. And yeah. that movie, I just what want people to remember called? that movie. Uh, I don't remember. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but that movie was rad. Watch that movie again. I want to know really what Edward good. Norton's role is. <laughs> <laughs> that was the, I think, was that the best of the live action anime movies that we yes. watched in that episode of Laser Time? Yeah, yeah, yeah I think so. Yeah, yeah I really like that movie a lot. Yeah, 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 that was fun. Um, so new question of the week, building on our top five, what is a series that you think could stand to be sillier? Maybe you know it's it's a little too serious, but you feel like it would really unlock its potential if it went uh, full goofball. Um. You know what? I, I think Watch Dogs, which was one that we considered in the, uh, you know, in the discussions for the top five, because it went from, you know, very dark and gritty in the first game to very, almost lighthearted with Beautiful. the second one. Yeah. And, like, that was such a big improvement, at least for me, that, like, yeah, I would like to see it get even sillier. Like, mm -hmm. you know, you're, you're hacking a city, you're fighting against a dystopian overlord. There's a lot of comedy potential in this that is completely untapped. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, just, just do a sequel, like, you know, not even a full sequel. It can be a spinoff where everything just goes off the rails. Yeah. And uh, you, you are able to use that city hacking thing for comedic effect. Hell, make a mini game like, uh, what what was the uh, the Burnout um, Crash Breaker game, yeah. I think? Yeah, where it's, it's just you... Trying to set up Rube Goldberg-like device uh, uh, chain reactions using various city functions. I think there's there's potential there that could be explored, and uh, yeah, I'd like to see more of that. Uh, I'm going to say one that people may not think of a game that's gotten serious, but I think it's actually made this game worse. I wish Kingdom Hearts would just be sillier. Mm. I think Kingdom Hearts has really shot itself in the foot with its organization 13th and it's over yes serious plot that is actually very stupid that might and be I just the most inaccessible it, part of it yeah and i think they should just uh, and i'm going to actually use an example so one piece right what? uh one piece oh. has a very kind of like serious ish story but it is stupid to the point where Lu monkey d luffy literally just got his latest power up Manga spoiler for people who care about what fees. Uh, but he basically became a Looney Tune. He basically became Bugs Bunny. It turned out his power was Bugs Bunny. Because guess what? In a world of Dragon Ball Z and powers, being an actual cartoon would make you the strongest thing alive. Mm. 
Kingdom Hearts, just make Sora a Disney cartoon. Yeah. <laughs> make him a, let him be fucking stupid and silly, and it doesn't have to be super realistic. We don't have to go into Pixar world or these realistic worlds. Let him live in cartoons. Let him be a cartoon character in the Final Fantasy world and realize like how broken that is. I think that's something they could benefit off of. Yeah. I have a very bad answer. <clears throat> okay. Mm-hmm. But um, it, this will date the show. And mm. you know I really care about that. Of course. Uh, they just released... <laughs> the, yeah, this late in the show. Uh, they just released footage of The Last of Us show. And I really hope for more levity if that series is addressed again. And if that show is a success, it will be addressed again. We will have more Last of Us. If that show is yeah. is half as successful as Game of Thrones, we will get Last of Us forever. <laughs> uh, and I really would like to see... So, I don't know. I don't. I don't know. I don't know. Like a farming simulator. Let me do something fun at the end of the world on away from the zombies and not after. No, you have to go hunt down this girl who murdered yeah. your paw. Yeah. <laughs> everyone you're hunting is like. I think that's what why the game is kind of special. You're rarely hunting like. It's the queen. If we stab her heart, everyone will die. Who's her drones and minions? Like no, you're usually hunting and. Hurting people who could help you if you settled your differences another way. Oh, oh! I mean, it's, it's kind of the hallmark of the series. If if, if you think two games is a series, and the, that may be sacrilege, but like, and there's definitely uh, levity moments. I'll shut up. I don't have a good answer. That's what I was saying. Hmm. Yeah, good answer. Actually, I might change my answer to be Grand Theft Auto because I want to see it go back to the Saints Row, or not the Saints Row, the San Andreas. San Andreas. Yeah, just make it big and silly and fun. You can still get your social commentary in there. That's GTA right. Five was a big step in the right direction. Watch Dogs uh, but Two it could go further. Watch Dogs Two with Watch Dogs, Watch Dogs Two with a San Andreas approach with Watch Dogs Legions riding drones and hacking yes. casinos from the air. Yes, mm. yes, yes. Yeah, all of this, all of this, make it happen. Somebody, somebody. Yeah. Uh, anyway. <laughs> So what is a series that you think could stand to be sillier? Let us know. Go to VidjaGameApocalypse.com and answer it in the comments for episode 486. Alternately, you can visit us on the official Laser Time community on Facebook. There'll be a thread there where you can answer. Or ping us on Twitter at VGApocalypse, and we will collect the best answers and read them on next week's show. Or just collect a bunch of answers. Let's be Only the best. Only the best. Yeah, no, only, only the best. Only the best. <laughs> <laughs> or all of them, if there's just a handful. Um, yeah. <laughs> anyway, that's been our show. Let's go with some plugs. TL, once again, where can people find you? Uh, they can find me on Twitter at Turbo Bison. Uh, listen to the shows I do. Uh, Welcome to the Thing, which I do with Emmett Watkins Jr. and Jarrett Green, uh, where we just kind of just riff on shit. Uh, and then um, Live from Bullhouse, which we do with Sonya Bellatine, where we talk about Fresh Prince of Bel Air. And also, uh, go get the Calabonga Collection. I don't work. Uh, with Limited Run Games. Is it Limited Run nope. Games? That Dan Digital with? Eclipse. Nope, yeah. I'm completely wrong. I'm, uh, Digital Eclipse. Di- Digital Eclipse. There so you, we go. You don't work, that <laughs> proves that you don't work with them. I don't work for Digital Eclipse. However, that's coming out on my birthday, Ooh. and it is, Ninja Turtles is the first, like, actual property I love. And mm. this is a really cool collection. Um, I've been in a really big preservation uh, aspect of it, and I think a company who's actually taking its time to give 
a reasonably priced pre uh, preserved product, I think that is something very uh, honorable to do. So go check that out. Also, twitch.tv slash Bison On Labor Day weekend, I'm raising money for the Yellow Hammer, Yellow Hammer Fund. Uh, so, yeah, that's it. It's all my plugs. Can I, can I tell you guys a secret? I, I am super looking forward to, like, in a darkly morbid way, replaying that horrible first NES Ninja Turtles mm -hmm. game. Oh, I can't with remember. with with the, the ability to fast forward and everything else. It's like I might actually finish it if I can cheat my way through certain <laughs> stupid parts. Michael, like I dam. have that's the game I'm actually looking forward to the most. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's the one I'm looking forward to the most. Did David Wise do that soundtrack? No. Uh, Is that a David Wise track? I don't know. I don't Very think Japanese. So. It sounds mm. yeah, it sounds a lot oh, like okay. other Konami stuff from the time. Yeah. But yeah, well, what a what a great soundtrack! Yeah. Terrible game, Absolutely. great soundtrack. Chris, Chris, Patreon.com slash Laser Time thirty twenty ten this week. I'm still. I never liked Twin Peaks until I found it was funny, and then I got oh. into it. And then I watched Firewalk with me this week for the first time. Please oh. experience my hurts and and weirdness. Oh, and I, I'm, I'm not. Sorry. I can't say good or bad, but like, uh, wow, David Lynch. If you're <laughs> If you're going from uh, Twin Peaks for the comedy and then go to Firewalk Woo! with me, which, like, Woo! it's it's like to me, it's it's almost like when you go from Ava Alien to End of Ava. Like, I don't think it's as mean as End of Ava is, but it is very much yeah. like David Lynch. Like, no, I, I'm going to say something now, and it's like, this okay, is a horror movie, and everybody you thought would say something funny is now threatening the main character. Oh boy. Yeah. Fantastic. Anyway, that has been our show. Thanks for listening, everybody. As always, you can visit us online at vigigameapocalypse.com. Uh, follow us on Twitter at VGApocalypse or follow me personally at Wikiparas. That's W-I-K-I-P-A-R-A-Z. Thanks for listening. See you next week. move along to oh, what oh you need to pee great oh you can't turn off i want this as the secret sound you can't turn off a ticker when it's going yeah you can't do that what it's when you say we're playing music we're going into the news we go into the news yes. you said they're like a professional and you hold it <laughs>